are squawking dead. I'm your host, David Cameo. With me is BMNY Deadcast Chris, uh, Cosmo Mom 09. No, you can't quit. I quit first. <laughs> Cosmo Mom 09. And Meg the Geek, who quits in every episode at least three times. So you get your money's worth. It's my trademark. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been a couple weeks. It's We've got five week, weeks left to our giveaway, squawkingdead.com. We're here to give you a cameo.com shout out to any cast member from The Walking Dead or Free the Walking Dead. And if we keep getting more followers and stuff like that, subscribers, etc., likes on Facebook, on their Facebook page, and we hit the thousand mark, we open up another winner slot. If we get 2,000, we open up another winner slot. If we keep getting 1,000 on each platform, there's six winner spots. So why haven't you logged in some entries at squawkingdead.com? Why? Just why? Because Explain I'm a myself. co-host? Yeah, well, you know, goodbye. Goodbye, Meg. Why don't you quit again? <laughs> <laughs> We need to dive. We need to dive deep. Yeah. We, yep. Is that what I said? Well, speaking of that, diving <laughs> deep, we're going to dive deep into some announcements. So Chris has feelings. You got to let him get it out. In case, well, he'll get some feelings out. Oh boy, howdy. We're going to get it out. NYCC, we're coming for you, man. New York Comic Con, we have a panel Thursday night at 6.30 so far. Uh, we even have the rooms. We just want to make sure that we, we still have that same room come time. So we'll give you all the details as it comes around. We're producing videos and images to promote this thing. New York Comic Con, if you are going, we will be there Thursday night to host a TWD panel with some special guests, some questions from the audience, and just to talk about us for a little while, you know, obviously like 10, 20 minutes, whatever it's going to be ask each other some questions uh ask you guys some questions cosplayers etc so join us at new york comic-con how many times have said new york comic-con a lot four or five four or five that's i think that's the required amount before (laughs) before we quit we quit bag before we quit um okay so you guys ain't quitting on me at all (laughs) no she quits on the show i might quit uh quit the panel mid panel who knows (laughs) right Nope. It show, it, you know, her nope. quitting shows her dedication. Because mm. I come back all over, you know, every single time. <laughs> no, she no, just never just... leaves. You know, like that guest that says, I'm leaving, and they just <laughs> never go? They're just trying to make a point. She, oh, my God. What's the character's <laughs> name in office, in, in office Space? Have you seen my Dapler? Have you seen my Dapler? <laughs> she's just down in, she's always down in storage, just hanging out. Like, like, Have you seen that, my Dapler? It has to be oh, that I'm, red, slim line Stapler, too. Streamlined. I'm short enough, so I might as well be in storage. I'm short. So I'm <laughs> like below <laughs> you should cosplay as the stapler i'm good the thank stapler. you i'm very good with that i'm good without doing that like the geek ladies and gentlemen thank you very much thank you thank you okay <laughs> moving along moving along to even bigger news if you could believe there would be something bigger than new york comic-con well explosions in our world this thing is bigger um yeah. walker stalker atlanta we have a table we're working on some other things but we have a table at walker stalker come see us i have plans to set up a surge protector for you cosplayers who wants to charge your phones. I have ideas when it comes to a cooling station for you guys. And just to kind of hang out, talk with us. Um, this will be like your way station at Walker Stalker. Just kind of cool your jets, have some discussions if you want, or just not talk at all and just look at each other awkwardly. Mm. Either way, we're going to be there. They're, we're going to give away some free stuff, just some small things. And uh, we may even raffle off a couple of cool things that we'd be hanging from the rafters. So who knows? Uh, that's what the Slack <laughs> conversation's about. <laughs> so we'll be talking more about that uh, in the days to come. Uh, but either way, we are going to be there. It's going to be um, me, Chris, Meg the Geek, and OG Squawkin' D. Carol G. 
who's not here, so she didn't deserve that. <laughs> so, yeah, wait, what the hell was that? We should all get intro. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, I tried liver. No, just OG Squawk and D. You know Carol what, Chris? G gets that intro. Chris and Meg the Geek. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? What? <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? Yeah. Bring it. <laughs> New York Wait, Comic Con. Oh, and yeah. then Rachel's like, just gonna wave. You didn't like BM and like dead cast Chris. <laughs> Rachel, we love you. Like the geek. No, yeah. I gave her like a and bigger I'm intro. I'm over this, here. So, this week I gave you a bigger <laughs> intro, like Rachel Burke, Cosmo Mom 09. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's all just, just the five Meg of the us. Geek. The four of us. Yeah. That's the five name, of us. Yeah. I have a split personality. Anyway, this is going <laughs> off the rails. I'm gonna go back to this hiding map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to work on my core for a little while. <laughs> I'm going to get my stand in. Okay. So Rachel Burt, you need to talk to us about your plans that may get disrupted Ugh, and, what right? it's, and what it's for. Mother nature's being such a bitch right now. I'm really hoping um, that this hurricane doesn't disrupt my trip plans for this weekend because I saved up for a really, really long time to make this happen. And if it does happen, uh, Saturday night, live on hopefully lots of things but mostly instagram uh thorgon nine from instagram he's gonna be down in Sonoy, georgia at the same time i am and saturday night he's gonna be shaving my head so everybody watch how do you feel right now i feel first of all like am i gonna make it there because this hurricane's kind of throwing a wrench in my plans so one problem at a time okay but i'm mainly talking about the hair um It'll be weird for a little bit, but I think I'm going to really like it. I, that's what I'm telling myself. That's what I'm convincing myself. My head's, my hair is pretty sh- short in the back right now anyway. So I keep kind of doing this and I'm like, all right, that's what the whole thing's going to feel like soon. Uh, now, hold on now. Okay. Are, are you going to be going down to the skin or are you going to go crew? Uh, well, I don't believe anyone has a license to use a straight blade. So, yeah. Uh, would You <laughs> probably razor. use a straight blade, a straight blade though, right? Uh, you can use I, a safety razor once you get far, far enough. Well, I have... Um, I have a straight, right, right. Even even with an electric, um, my electric clippers, which I don't think I can travel with, so I may have to buy a pair while I'm down there. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but you even can't... when you go no guard, there's still like that stubble. little extra bit. Yeah, there's still like a little stubble. So I don't think I'll be able to get all the way down to the skin that requires a different license that I don't carry. So I can't, huh. I can't use straight blades. Oh. But yeah, I mean, on Instagram, you were showing off some wigs and they all looked great. They look so I good, by the way. Now you got a couple of wigs. Debbie. Did you did you Debbie. post them to your feed? Because I don't think you did. I think you posted them. Yeah, they were on her feed. I think it, no, oh, I think no, it was no, just her story. Story. Her story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are. The, I have a couple of wigs just because wigs are fun, right? They're just fun. Um, but I don't know. I'm just. I'm getting a lot of things lined up in case. Um, because I really don't know how I'm gonna feel, and I don't know. I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> so if everyone likes watching people being tortured, I suggest you watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's what I want. <laughs> I mean, most people are sick and twisted and demented. Is that not why we watch The Walking so Dead? Hard. I mean, so just hard to watch women cry. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Carol's hot. gonna get it this season. So hot. So yeah. hot. <laughs> no. Well, if that no. woman is alpha. 
Yeah. yeah. There's, there's but, a, lot you know, of, it, a lot of sick I, people who want to see some interesting things happen to her. Sure, sure, sure. So, my, and I mean, my hair does grow really, really fast. So I'm not, it's not going to look weird for long. And yeah. this is just something that I can do. You know what I mean? You know, we raised almost, we hit almost the goal. And I feel like even though we didn't quite hit it, there was still a lot of involvement. There was still a lot of people sharing and people involved. And we still raised a decent amount of money to go towards an amazing cause. I mean, these St. Jude's is just absolutely amazing. I mean, they make sure that these children uh, get their treatment no matter what. It's all free, free treatment, um, free lodging for their parents. And they all rely on these donations to make sure that that happens. So right. I think it's really, really important um, to give. <laughs> And on that note, check out the YouTube description. Uh, yeah. The Facebook description probably doesn't have the link, but if you go to CosmoMom09 on her Instagram, there will be a link in her bio. And you can still donate right up until the day, probably. Maybe even um, beyond. Actually, I think it, it ended a couple of days ago, but oh, it, you can it, still, <laughs> I think you can still follow the link to the St. Jude website in general um, mm -hmm. and make a donation on behalf of yourself. And if you do, just let, let her know that you did, just in, in yeah. the spirit of just <laughs> that moved you from her explanation for what she's trying to do just do it just do it yeah. you know you want to i mean you know you want to why would you why would you want to stop why just stop why are you hurting yourself why are you hurting yourself i just i don't know i i watched this episode i felt like i watched a redemption to father gabriel's story right like, a, re a retelling of an old favorite yeah like it was just like okay so they brought someone more interesting along in the religious area to to like expand on what they dropped the ball on with gabriel i love i love i love the rabbi i thought he, you know i love his character so far seems like he knows why he has to kill the the dead you, you know he does have respect for him because especially the ones that were his parishioners or you know the parishioners right that's yeah what were. you can yeah. say that congregants congregants yeah so that, that's thing. the word they use but it's just where was like the excitement of like writing something just completely different? We've experienced this before. I did not see where it deviated at all, except for the fact that you had this guy was killing killing them. You know, we got to see him. You know, just protecting his his uh, his land and you know keep you know just going out there and killing them. Where Gabriel was a scared little fragile guy, you know, hiding in the woods and shit and whatever. And uh, I just you know uh, it, it was. It was disappointing i was disappointed i and i'm very rarely i haven't been disappointed in too much fear but this episode just i was i was excited because i know i you know dave you were excited this touched home for you yeah and definitely i mean it, it was from that standpoint i like what they did as far as someone in this type of world trying to keep faith even though he admits at the end that he doesn't believe anymore but you know he felt like he just needed something to hold on to yeah i think i saw the exact opposite of gabriel in the rabbi i mean well, character had... wise yeah i mean he was completely... yeah. yeah 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 character wise completely different yeah just mean the show in general was written like the same he left he came back like you know gabriel locked his people out and hid it's you know i don't know the, the fact that it mostly kind of resembled that kind of color your perception of that narrative like the fact that it was too close yeah well i mean look gabriel's story is in a church rabbi's story is in his his um right. mosque right so the, i mean uh temple synagogue synagogue so it's like you have each character still bunker down in their religious home you know like 
you know, Father Gabriel lost faith, but he still, you know, stands at his altar. You know, Rabbi has lost faith, but he still does everything he's supposed to do. It's just. Do you I, think did Gabriel lose his faith in the because I don't think he did. I I think I don't think he had a crisis of conscience until like no. I don't know, a season later or something. <laughs> I don't. Like, I mean, I saw. Did he I ever was, really? He's just I a pansy. I, no, I think he definitely had a dip in faith. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. Did. I always saw him as a coward in the beginning, obviously, and someone who just, you know, he held his Bible and, you know, he he played the person of faith, but he never, he didn't have it. That's how I, I saw it. I was thinking more like I thought he thought that his faith would kind of see him through too. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I always thought that he thought that his faith was all he needed. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially when he was on the rock, he said, "I asked God for help." And he sent you to me <laughs> that's exactly right. how god works right right whereas like you know rabbi kessner is kind of all about you know i gotta do what i gotta do right and like the faith thing to him was probably ancillary like he put that in the back of his mind until yep. it came a point to where he just needed to get the f out which is yeah. kind of like how things kind of um shook out at least when, when it came to his backstory like look the the narratives kind of touch they're kind of similar looking but it's almost like a mirror darkly i see what you mean about them resembling too much but it it couldn't be more different right if you think about it well like Like, i feel like with father gabriel you hated him for what he did but then rabbi you felt bad for him okay well i at least felt bad for him No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I felt bad for Gabriel, I, but I didn't hate him for what he did. Like, to be honest, I think for all the things that fear gets about helping people and blah, 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 I, people were really harsh with Father Gabriel, but I think Father Gabriel did what most people probably would have done. You're talking about like the classic Twilight Zone thing of, there, there's a Twilight Zone episode where like, um, you're the last person on earth. No, not the last person on earth. Um, um it, it involves a fallout <laughs> shelter. So there's a, there's a dude, one. there's a dude on the, on the block who, who sets up a fallout shelter and all his neighbors are laughing at him and everything and basically the government sounds off the alarms and the guy goes into his fallout shelter and all his neighbors kind of bang on his door and say let me in let me in they're like dude I'm sorry I made fun of you I was always your friend right I was always your friend <laughs> but like but it's the classic like and then it obviously it was a it was a mistake like nothing really happened um, and then they all had to kind of live with themselves after the way they treated each other like it got like <laughs> bad like one of the neighbors is uh, of Mexican descent and then like they were saying like over like you don't even belong here and then like when it's all over he's like yes we're gonna just take our kids and go you know like go home but it's kind of similar like father gabriel he has his parishioners banging on the door begging him to let him in and and he's just like not letting him in he's like i and yet he is the shepherd to his flock and he doesn't accept his flock right yeah whereas right. it's the exact opposite with rabbi kessner he kind of says you guys stay here you'll be safe here you know you have this place and it wasn't even like he admits at the end it wasn't even the supplies that were dwindling right it was the fact that he was just losing his faith but he had seen what the world was turning into and what people are starting to turn into and by the end of it one of those people locked the door (laughs) so because that was that's probably one of the most glaring things about this episode is like who did that you know who who took the chains and locked the the actual door up yeah till he told the story i assumed it was him yeah and then he explained it and i'm like oh okay up until that that. point yeah Uh, otherwise Mm -hmm. it would have been the same as father gabriel in a way because yeah he did something similar right Right? Wasn't he that? Wasn't it he that he like locked his zombie parishioners? I'm not even sure how he did it, but like I think they were living, they were alive, and yeah, he locked yeah. them out he locked of the, the church. Locked them out of the church. No, right? there was like an annex he, of some kind, though, or maybe it was the library. 
I can't remember. There, oh, there was Kessner, a, not Gabriel. No, no, this yeah. is Gabriel I'm talking about. There, there was, remember that woman that he was sort of involved with, the one with the glasses and the pearl necklace? Yeah, they were at like, um, at the, yeah, it, they were was at it a, a library. No, it was like, it was like the underground portion, right? Like when the floor broke or something? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was the food like shelter, Thomas said. Food bank or yeah. something? Yeah, it was, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't have money, you can go get food type. Right. Yeah. Which is run by the church. Yeah. But so. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Like Gabriel, yeah. I mean, Gabriel, I'm just saying like, so you have, I guess, you have crossovers already characters from one show into another. Why do we, like, why do we have to write similar storylines though too? Exactly. You know, like why can't we keep, you have characters, but I mean, let's be, be honest. This is a very similar storyline. Absolutely. I you feel know? like what they did, they saw the flukes that went on with Gabriel's episode and they tried to write it. Kind of like with the game, if the pay- base game is bad and they try to make it better in the sequel, mm-hmm. I feel like this was the sequel. Yeah, well, that's, different that's like a redemption episode. Like, hey, yeah. look, you know. <laughs> let's I mean, aren't they all redemption episodes? <laughs> like, well, I feel like, you know, they they were like, father, when Father Gabriel was introduced and everything like that, yeah, I mean, you know what? Probably with the majority, no one really liked him, his character. I didn't like him. Um, Still so don't. Like, Still know, don't. Yeah. I mean, but you know why that you know that why that is it's like the con it's the juxtaposition of like a of a like a moral authority doing immoral things that has nothing you know to do I mean? with it i just think he's sneaky and i don't trust yeah. him gabriel well yeah, i, mean, I just I, don't like him it obviously shook differently though like if you see father gabriel now he's way different so you still do. don't like him but you still don't still like don't him trust now? Him. No, still don't trust him. If he if his character dies in the season ten finale, or <laughs> I wanted ten premiere, I wanted him I on a pike. Not... Are yeah, you serious? I wanted him on the pike. Yeah, I wanted him on a pike. Why though? I did. That yeah. makes... No, you I know mean... what? No, 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 no. He deserves a special death. His character. <laughs> Does he deserve to be locked out of a church and then he can carve his name on the outside of it? Yep. Like <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I I did oh, want to no. see him on a pike. Somebody told me about his death in the comics. And I was kind of hoping that was going to happen. Well, I mean, well, I, I, mean I, I have a feeling that they're not going to let go <laughs> anytime soon. Because yeah. I, because I, I, I really do think they're angling for that whole three men and a little lady or a little baby. Yeah, yeah that, I don't know how long that's going to last. Oh my gosh, I'm I, getting annoyed every, in the trailers. Oh, seriously, <laughs> every move they make with Gabriel, I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Okay. I love how Rachel's camera is catching up right now. <laughs> I know. It's so I funny. That, right? I was just bugging out. <laughs> I was like, whoa, she's in fast forward. <laughs> yeah, at first she's like, really? Really? And then it just speeds up to catch her up. <laughs> That's funny. You guys keep freezing spirit sporadically, but I'm not. It's your internet. <laughs> <laughs> Technology hates me. Oh man. Um no, no, don't like don't like Gabers. Yeah, I don't no. have time to 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 defend that statement or to like support <laughs> actually, that statement. I'm on um I'm on the Instagram chat and freakish order it's kind of agreeing. Uh the entire Love Square storyline really got on my nerves, especially because none of them got piked. Felt like they were building up to it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yes. yes thank yeah. you thank no, you no they, they needed the three men and a little baby situation no the three men and the baby situation you just want the rep do they though no. guys it's gonna happen and i'm gonna be right and we're gonna talk about how i no. was right and it's no. gonna be sadiq gabriel and eugene taking eugene. care of a baby yeah. no yeah 
No, I you, I could absolutely see it happening, but I'm just yeah. not. Okay. I'm just saying it's, if they they're continue, going to turn into a comedy. Great. They're, they're they clearly yeah, listening to what I like. <laughs> it is so dumb if they continue because then that means they have truly run out of ideas and they're just grasping at straws. So yeah. no, you, you've got One to the okay. point, You've got to the point where you are afraid to kill off characters. Yeah, like that's that's what you've gotten to. You don't want to lose anybody because you've already you're losing Michelle at the end of the season. Rick's gone. Oh, I don't think so. I, I mean, what I mean by that situation, they're they're killing Rosita this this season for sure. Yeah, she'll die. Big yeah. deal. Unless she should have been on the pike. Wait, wait unless that's unless not the they point. do something like Maggie does. <laughs> Everyone's unless they pull a Maggie. Well, Ro- Rosita's not going to pull a Maggie without the baby. Right. So take the baby with her. Yeah. Mm, no. Then we're going to m- miss out on our three men and a baby. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Gonna, in I'm all reality, though, if Rosita leaves, it, it's not going to be three men and a baby. It's going to be Sadiq. It's Sadiq's child. Why would the other two have any involvement whatsoever? Exactly. Just give it up. They, Gabriel's yeah. the boyfriend. Who cares? Yeah, but if Rosita's dead, then he means nothing to the baby. <laughs> well, hold on, Chris. Do you agree with sure. that? Like, like I mean, if, if Gabriel is the boyfriend, like, he has involvement. If she's alive. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I if mean, she's alive. I don't know. I mean, I kind of, this is what I really hope. And I know it's dark and, and wait, hold on a second. You're saying I if really you and your hope. girlfriend had a kid, Chris, like, yeah. you- like see if she whoa, dies. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> see you later. No, nope, you're see that, but you're, it's not Gabe's kid. But it doesn't matter. Like it was Rosie. Like kid. spiritually, right. I mean, he was there when she, when the kid this was born. This is like a Shane, Rick, and Lori situation. <laughs> like really. And Rick is so if if Judith dies, Rick is like, oh fuck you, Judith. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> like no, sorry. If Shane dies, rather it's no. Yeah. That's not how that works. <laughs> that's not how life works. Well, I think Sadiq would have to die in order for Father. Gabriel yes. is step up. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Either or. Gabriel's still going to step or up Gabriel. and be the dad. Well, I think Eugene's going to he's, he's, yeah. Eugene's going to shove his way into that baby's life regardless. So there's no getting yeah. rid of Eugene. It's like and I'm like, if Rosita's gone, so is Gabe. Um, I, maybe, maybe, but I still think they missed an opportunity to do three men and a baby. Anyway, this isn't TWD. <laughs> We're here to cover Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> as much as I kind of want to keep going on this narrative, because I, I mean, look, we all have only so much time, but Right. I do appreciate the comments on like how similar this, the stories are, but like I do think there's a there's way more of a difference. And like my word isn't law. Like if you guys agree, you know, with that with the idea that the storylines are a little too close, Gabriel and Rabbi mm-hmm. Kessner. I mean, yeah, just say something about it in the comments and stuff like that. Because I I do think that people were savvy to that that fact too. And I I was savvy to that fact too. And I think the fact that that factored in actually made it more enjoyable, especially when it turned wow. out it was not the same situation. Mm-hmm. Like. A lot of facts. Yeah, yeah, that's how I run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the idea that the episode was a was a mirror to to Gabe's story. It wasn't an ex, you know that yes, the storylines were similar, you know, similar situations, but every step, every move was the complete opposite of what yeah. Gabe did, and I, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. I didn't think that's right. what it had to do. I mean, because mm-hmm. you knew there were going to be too many people that um, you know that no, picked up on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. Like, I even think Fear's getting to the point to where they have too many characters right now, and they needed to like eliminate a couple. Like, no, well, don't worry, they will. <laughs> I'm just Someone's saying, like, gonna die in the finale. I'm calling it. Oh, now. absolutely. I mean, it, 
they have to. They haven't killed someone in a finale since Madison. So it's like, you know. They've got well, 36 people to choose from. They you know, like, <laughs> killed a shit ton of people uh, in the last season. Let I it think. be another pike. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say something before real quick, though, too, when we were talking about the, the three men and a baby thing. Um, <laughs> you know, they missed out on an opportunity. Not missed out, but there's a part in the comic where Lori dies leaving the prison with Judith. Her and the baby both get shot and killed in mm-hmm. the comic. Right. So right. they want to redeem mm-hmm. themselves. That was they, brutal. They could kill Rosita and the baby if they want to redeem themselves. But TWD won't do that because, God forbid, they'll get backlash because you shot a fucking baby. Uh, and, you know, no, we didn't shoot a baby. We shot a fucking character on a TV show. <laughs> Chris just wants to kill more babies. What's the big deal? Look, look, no, I, I don't disagree with you, though, actually. These annoying motherfucking kids need to die. Like, I mean, I would have wiped them the fuck out. Like, you're nothing but a bunch of fucking nuisance. Like, forget Tell about it. Tell us how you really feel. You know, we said, we got to save them. We got to save them. We got to save them. Hey, we got to save them. You know what we're going to do today? We need to save some more fucking people because we have so much fucking food. <laughs> No, no, we don't. I mean, I have a simple solution to that. You just don't have all this fucking food. You don't have all these fucking resources. Kill them. Eat the baby. (laughs) You're going to eat your baby. (laughs) Mm, Get in my belly. (laughs) Dr. Lieber, are you going to eat your baby? (laughs) How very Jonathan Swiftian of us. Oh my. Oh man. While I do agree the, you know, the very parallel between the two episodes, I actually really enjoyed Charlie in this episode, who at first I hated Charlie, mm-hmm. but I think she did amazing in this episode. Yeah. Um, she had a lot of growth and just she had this like range of emotions. And I, I just found myself being like, okay, well, what is she going to do? Like, is she going to really try to stay? And I like the, t- uh, the relationship that she's really starting to have with June and John. Like, it's very, obviously, you know, very modern family-ish. If you yeah. can believe it, I actually enjoyed Charlie this episode as well. <laughs> She's kind of like they're becoming like their adopted child kind of thing. You know, they're treating her like, hey, you come back. We'll come get you. You're coming home kind of thing. Like, young lady. I was waiting for that authoritative parent figure, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which which is weird. Yeah, which is weird because that's what they tried to be last season. That did not take (laughs) at all. (laughs) But then you also saw her get close to Uncle Daniel also. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah. But now I'm kind of seeing like this kind of spiritual authority figure like uh, more like moral authority figure from like rabbi kestner even though he doesn't kind of want to be like he mm-hmm. is to her mm-hmm. well, like yeah. we have I to feel bring like... the rabbi with us because we need to have someone of religion in our team Allah. Uh, Allah. <laughs> i feel like i don't know who you're talking Father about Gabriel. <laughs> who's that i thought he died <laughs> <laughs> Christ, Charlie, I feel like she was just lost and she was trying to find something to grasp onto when she found father or, you know, what is it? Rabbi, <laughs> Rabbi, 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 <laughs> Rabbi Kessner. Thank you. Papa Kessner. So, yeah. I mean, she Papa just she found a home and she thought this really, I feel like she was trying so hard to do a good thing and she thought, hey, you know, what? I did a really good thing and then the shit hit the, shit hit the fan and she's like, oh my God, like, what did I do? I think right. Charlie was really, really scared this episode too because mm-hmm. the last time she lived on the road like this was with the vultures and that didn't end well and she i could see fear all over her face she needed she needs a, a stable place like it just it's not yeah. that's what it was starting to look like and they even yeah between her and naomi laura june uh they mm-hmm. were kind of referencing <laughs> those specific behaviors that Times. they were doing yeah at the end of the mm-hmm. episode i got major vulture vibes 
like when Sarah and um, Dwight, when they, when they ran out of gas and the crew just rolled up, looked at them and drove off. I was like, oh my God, this is like the vultures all over again. Yeah. I'm disappointed in Dwight's dickhead. <laughs> I, I, dude, sorry, it's what? Dwight's asshole. It's yeah. Dwight's asshole. I'm, I'm very, very disappointed in Dwight's asshole. You know what I'm disappointed at? That he actually has a name. So now I can't call him Dwight's asshole anymore. Wait, he has a name. I missed the name. It's Rolly. R-O-L-L-I-E, I guess. I like Dwight's asshole better. I do too. <laughs> I like when she's sitting there and said that something must happen when um, Salazar shaved his face pubes off. Yeah. Uh, baby yeah. Face. yeah. <laughs> I have the quote. <laughs> baby like, face. He's like, that's not bad. She's like, seriously? He's like, I think, I think oh, yeah. Dan the man nicked your taste buds when he was trimming up your face pubes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, here, that was, that was actually one of my questions. Okay, yes, so that, yes. whole, that whole situation, he said, oh, not bad. And she went, seriously? That could be taken a couple different ways, I feel like. Like, just, is it good or is it not good beer? Like, what? I think it means good. But... What, okay, she's surprised he didn't like it more or she's surprised he thinks it's not bad. I think she's surprised because even she doesn't like how it tastes. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's not bad. He's like, are you fucking dumb? Okay. Everybody hates that's... this beer. Here. Okay, that's yeah. Sorry, yeah, I have to go, everybody. I was trying to do it all. Got so somber. <laughs> I know, because I, you know, I was just trying to like drop out and be like, "Oops, technical difficulties." <laughs> Again, oh, we lost Chris. Uh, People are dropping like flies. <laughs> why, God? Why, why, Rabbi Kessner? <laughs> Um, the old Irish goodbye. Well, let the people know you're going to see them on New York Comic Con, man. Hey, guys, I'm going to see you at New York Comic Con in like a couple weeks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the whole ATL thing, too, with Atlanta. That's right. Well, That's right. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, I'll be back, obviously, for much longer appearance on uh, over here. And uh, we'll chit-chat. I'll More to come. You, my disappointment with Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> and meanwhile, I think he had tons of good things to say that we just never get to. We will yeah. never get to spend too that. much fucking time on Father Gabriel. I just like, I just like bashing. That's what he does. Shows. Takes up our time. A, I've turned into a show basher. <laughs> it's like, I got a bone to pick. Bye. But you know what? I appreciate it because it's, it's a fresh set of eyes. You know? Yeah, oh. I need all perspectives. I think Nobody all perspectives Nobody wants to watch a show of us all agreeing. <laughs> yeah, man. <sighs> That's why I think of random theories. You know what's worse than a show where everybody agrees? <laughs> where the one guy leaves early? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and it's just like, it's one thing if like you all have different opinions and that's awesome actually, but it's another when you see it like just a pile on, like it's all this this episode sucks. Well, let me tell you how it sucks. No, no, it sucks in this way. No, it sucks in this way. (laughs) Pat on the back. It's like, well done. (laughs) We just shit all over this episode and series. Sorry. I had to get that out of me. I had a bone to pick. <laughs> it's okay. Pick it. We're here. We're good. Here but, you go. uh, yeah, you're we will be back. We'll uh, we'll talk about everything you know again, and we we'll keep uh, we'll keep pushing. We'll keep pushing all our all our stuff, our publicity. Yeah, and yeah. expect a new uh, promo, promo this week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't wait. And uh, like, by the way, Chris hasn't been on in in a long while, and I just wanted to yeah. give him a round of applause. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Chris. It's always it always actually brightens my day. <laughs> here in the yeah. Chris says a lot of the things really we're does, thinking <laughs> it's true I, I'm like you I'm like the devil on everybody's shoulder and they're like shh quiet devil quiet kill the kids eat the baby yeah I think I'm gonna need Advil for this panel <laughs>
you will get high before. The, I mean, <laughs> or tequila. Yes, <laughs> yes cuz weed is decriminalized in New York state by the way. So yeah. Is there? No, I'm going to be drinking yeah. heavily after the panel. <laughs> Well, I'd be taking shots beforehand. Whatever sinks your ship. We can drink while we're doing it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that too, right? I don't know, actually. Bring a koozie? Something else. Send him a message. (laughs) (laughs) You guys be good. Later, Chris. More details to come, people. Peace. I'm going to leave my (laughs) music. I'm gonna leave the meeting. <laughs> leave meeting now. I know. I always say goodbye, and then you have to you click the X and then leave the meeting, so it's like a false goodbye. <laughs> I would just let it hover and then be like, "Okay, goodbye, quick." <laughs> yeah, you're like that dude that says goodbye but can't seem to find the door, and then it's the other side of the room. He's like, yeah. "Bye Good again, day, sir." No. Good yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah. you leave like ten minutes ago? Yeah, I got lost. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got lost. I saw this guy, yeah. and he was talking to me for thirty minutes. <laughs> I just couldn't leave. Couldn't leave. That's like a New York party for sure. That's an Italian goodbye. That's the Jewish Italian goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer my Irish exits. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. You know who's on, on YouTube? Because she probably got frustrated with the fact that we couldn't see her Instagram comments. Um, uh, Miss Mazel, who is uh, Julia ah! Drums. I know it's Julia Drums. No. Like, I didn't even have to look. It's Julia Drums. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> look at you giving shout outs. Well, I mean, like, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. And Miss Mazel, a woman from the tribe, I think, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Rabbi Kessner, I was going to say something like about how it, it, there's a Jewish tradition, by the way, of, well, there's many. <laughs> but, <laughs> There's a Jewish tradition where, or, or like a, a like a halachic like edict, basically, where when you okay, because you know how like there's obviously a rule book, right? There's all these like things that you need to follow, like it's all written down. But obviously, there's different the Bible. Yeah, there's the Torah. <laughs> there's the Talmud. There's the the Mishnah. There's there's all these different things okay. that you can follow as a Jew, like written down, right? Um, but, uh, the one thing is that like every rabbi with, you need a rabbi basically to be able to kind of guide you through the times because Judaism is one of those religions that evolves, you know? So it, so it kind of adapts to the time. Like, so if a technology comes out, you know, we need to figure if that technology is something we can use on Sabbath. Is it not? And so the idea is you don't just shop around for rabbis. You choose one and you stick with them. So I can see a lot of like non-observant Jews now choosing to follow Rabbi Kessler now because like <laughs> they found their faith again and it's a fear of the walking dead character and this the saying is that means get yourself a rabbi basically essentially and then you just follow that rabbi whatever he says you do you know because like terrifying it, well yeah. more, more just to kind of like okay the idea is um the reason and but that's why you shop around at first until you find somebody you're comfortable with and you're you know you have a good repertoire you like what he overwhelmingly has to say um and so and so you kind of stick with that interpretation interpretation because it's so common these days to see um you know like we live in like the internet age where like if we don't like something we just go somewhere else like we don't like this you just shop at another venue well it's kind of like well what happens to consistency like if there's if there's a message it's kind of like having the church that you go to no matter what even if there are flaws or whatever like that this is the church that you like it's the idea is what i'm saying like that's the idea Yeah, but isn't it with church it's like they're all essentially like kind of across the board universal no Sorry. I don't know. I haven't no, gone to that's church in like no. years. No, well, yeah, they're I mean, very, very, very different. Even like, well, I mean, like, like Catholic. No, I mean that's the thing. I think there are different par. Like, I was going to say parishes, but I don't think it goes by parishes. But um, like different like communities have different ideas of what they want to follow. Like even the Catholic Church, church by the way, these days, um, like that last decade, I last two know. decades. Yeah. I think there's different versions of the Catholic Church. 
I, I was baptized Presbyterian, so I don't know much about Catholicism or that, but um, I currently belong to a, what I like to call an all denominational church where they, we just, you know, discuss good messages and how to go out and, you know, be good. <laughs> basically. Hey, See, I'm you, more spiritual than I am. Be good. I'm not religious, yeah. but I have right. like beliefs. So I, that's why I, none of this like connects to me. Like I understand why it connected to a lot of people. I, I fully get it, but me, not so much. Not religious, more spiritual. Would you say? Yeah. Like I, I have, I have my beliefs on as far as like higher powers and stuff, that's but good. it's not like, like my whole, my entire family is so religious mm. and they all go to church. Oh, like, they are. Eve. I sit mm. in the car. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Meg, it's cold out there. Yeah. I know. No, so that's why I go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> it's good that you believe in something bigger though. Honestly, I I when I talk to people about religion and they're like, Oh, I don't I don't go to church, I don't do this and, and at the end of the conversation I'm like, Well, you know, as long as you don't believe you're the center of the universe, I think you're gonna be all right. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You I, know. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, if it works people, for you. Like for like Catholics, <laughs> like, you know what, there's one God, I believe in God. I, I don't believe that all the entire universe was like, and all that was like created by one person. So I feel like there's like a lot more to the story than what is being told. So that's kind of where my religious beliefs are. Like, I do believe, sure. I don't believe exactly that there's like a heaven and hell, even though I say I'm going to hell. Um, <laughs> um, I just feel like, you know, there's like, um, you know how like when somebody dies, like some people believe like if they see a butterfly or something, it's like a reincarnation. Like that sort of stuff I believe in, but I don't believe in the whole like, you know, Mary, mother of God. I feel like reincarnation is kind of a leap is a way bigger leap to me than like well, the no, not so much a reincarnation but like you know it's a sign from someone by the way like tom is it, tom is saying it's like it's a new meaning to i quit <laughs> <laughs> well no like like the day my Putting friend passed away mouth. like the day my friend passed away like we there was we loved the pitch perfect movies mm-hmm. a couple hours after i got the call i got in my car i was hearing pitch perfect songs Aww. so i'm like yeah. so i was like okay that's a sign but i'm not saying no. you know when i watch pitch perfect she's anna kendrick is the reincarnation of my friend but <laughs> well no right <laughs> But you, you, you kind of get what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. So you do believe in like some like cosmic, um, almost like cosmic humor in a way. Like slightly. Yeah. Things kind of connect. Um, Just not in the way you and Joshua would believe it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really talk about like whether I do or don't have faith because I mostly don't. But I do. I, I see that the thing that I that I most value, actually, this is the, the highest order of my belief is that I respect the beliefs of others. And Same. that's and that is and it's not even like I still think their stuff is hocus pocus. But I think the most important <laughs> thing. No, hold on a second. But I think the most important thing is in life is deriving meaning from somewhere. I think the biggest thing that is lost when we have conversations. Yeah with each other about not just faith but like cosplay like things that you love i mean if you derive some sort of meaning from it even if it's bad shit crazy like astrology is where i draw the line because that is some bullshit (laughs) other than that i'm sorry and i will say that i'm calling it out loud but if you do because i don't there's a difference between this letter of the law kind of shit like where there is where you don't derive meaning but you kind of you know give up a part of yourself to kind of say this is how the world works and and that there's nothing I can do to change it and then like something that adds to your life so that you can give back to it I don't see astrology being that the latter of that those two things do you know what I mean like astrology doesn't strike me as something that that adds to your life so you can give back to the universe no astrology just kind of you know tells you this is what it is there's nothing you can do to change it this is who you are there's nothing you can do to change it (laughs) this is who your boyfriend is or your prospective boyfriend is there's nothing you you can do to change 
but you at. know with astrology everybody can choose like like with as i'm a leo so it says you know like we're confident and all that like yeah i believe you know i have that confidence factor but i'm sure there's other traits that come along with being a leo that i don't agree with but i feel like it's all within like whatever your guys signs are you may say hey you know what it says i'm cautious for example you may mm. say okay yeah i'm cautious but then another sign you may be like no that's definitely not me so i feel like there's certain factors that you feel like you fit in with but all the meaning that you're deriving you're doing it on your own all the assignment of meaning is individualized so you are the one who's giving meaning to those words the more stress that you assign to astrology though i think the more the less individuality you kind of impart on it so the thing and that's the thing like i think the meaning comes from within rather than from without like i think you can i see like faith faith based um beliefs and religions i i feel like it's a two-way street you know you invest in learning about it and and observing it and and acting on it and it kind of gives back i just don't see that exchange happening with astrology and i'm i'm admitting i'm being judgmental and i have i never said i was never a judgmental person too by the way <laughs> like i just i know i come off as kind of a nice guy and i think those things are true but i don't i i judge i do judge i'm a human in the world we all judge you we're supposed come to at judge. me about astrology I will. No, <laughs> and you I have. have. You I have. brung it. I brung it. I said it. something about that it was Leo season. And he just went off on me. <laughs> Not went off. Was this a while like, ago? Yeah, this was like right when Leo season started. <laughs> I, I don't. I posted something on either my t- my personal Twitter or my personal Instagram. I forget. But he just came at me, and I was Did like, "Did I really?" Yeah, and I was like, "Was I drunk?" I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, "Shut the what fuck is up!" This bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a par- it was like almost a- it was a few sentences like almost a full paragraph and i'm just like oh my god oh mega 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 can't you see <laughs> You're enough for me. That's the way it is. And, and I think that's what I love about you. That's why I, I didn't ask you because you're Leo. I asked you because you're Meg the fucking geek and you know how to talk and you have opinions. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't resign. I fire you. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I, I, I you know, I, that doesn't matter to me. I think it's really strange how accurate astrology can be. Like, even if I, I agree, I don't, I'm, I'm not into astrology. I don't know much about it, but but it does kind of make make you question like sometimes it, it hits the it, nail on the head it's quite yeah i mean i it has been quite accurate and so then and you kind of have to go hmm that's what that, i was that, trying I mean, to say before that's, that's where i'm at with astrology i go hmm <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should be an emoji forever confused. Just have Rachel. Hmm. I think there is one too. There I think is, there is too. I use like, it a lot. Like this. <laughs> I use that one a lot. Yeah. It's my hmm emoji. I feel like use I use the hmm instead of sometimes the eye roll emoji. <laughs> Yeah. What what you're saying right now is very interesting, but like I really mm-hmm. love the eye roll emoji. <laughs> so when we see this from Dave, we know really he's rolling his eyes. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> the downside anyway. to being in a group chat right. with five other people. Uh, <laughs> preach, girl. Which hence the need for Slack. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, guys, I really hope you're enjoying this episode of Squawking Dead. Right, where we talk about everything but Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> we talk about everything while bullshit. you're here, you might as well go to the merch store where the shipping is ridiculous. That's right. Oh, yeah. And guess what? <laughs> needed a plug. And guess what? Have you seen this shirt? Wait, I is that po- 5B? That's the 5B design on the... So this is the tri-blend, cool. this is the pro- tri-blend design of the of season 5B. I have to look at... Now the- I understand what you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. So there's supposed to be a little bit more like red here, but I think mm. if you get the regular shirt this will kind of come out a little bit he just better. wants to rub his chest <laughs> you know, it's like here 
You need to see the words. This is like a brown shirt with kind of dark lettering. And it looks it kind, gray. It is kind of. It does look gray. Well, because of the light. The light's kind of. Yeah. The overhead okay. light's kind of all, all down on me. But yeah, it's it's a. Well, that's the thing about the tri-blend. It's kind of like a. It's got kind of like a heathered look almost. So like the a heathered brown. The next sale, I'm going to pick up a new shirt. Yeah. Which is coming up soon, actually. The next sale should be at the end of September, like around 18th, 20th, something like that. As long as it's here before I leave for Atlanta. That's all yeah. I care about. Yeah. A month before, actually. So. And bring my stick. I'll bring your sticker. I'm actually, you know, I'll put it in my headphone bag. Yes. Sticker. You sticker. bring it to New York. I mean, I'm not going to complain. And you could buy these. These are like $2, by the way. Not you. The no, they're $2.50. And then we're, when they're on sale, they're $2. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I bought them at. <laughs> so. See, I'm doing my stickers differently. Yeah. I'm buying a roll. Well, see, they look like episodes. So like you could just, I, I'll sign them. I'll put like the episode of your choice on this sticker <laughs> from that season. So. My first, I'll put my first episode on it. Oh, that's a great idea. There you go. 503. I feel like I want to do that. I want to print out like just specific episode stickers. Um, so, but yeah, if you yeah, do want to head to the merch one. store, just uh, go to squawkingdead.com, hit the main menu and hit merch and just, uh, you know, shop till you drop because uh, the shipping Wait is, because the, the shipping is ridiculous. Ooh, that was loud. You surprised yourself. Hey, it worked out. <laughs> Nobody died. So I was I was pretty excited to see something happen in this episode that I was taught in elementary school. We took a field trip to the Hartley Nature Center, and we had to a group of four or five of us kids had to make our way across these logs using only two wooden boards. Oh, that was such a cool <laughs> thing they did. Oh my god. And as soon as I saw this scene with June and John, I thought they were preparing us for the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) And and as soon as they started doing that, I looked at my husband and I went, I know how to do that. (laughs) Because they taught us. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So the apocalypse says we're going to Rachel's house. That's exactly. Exactly. So I thought that was very, um, uh, very ingenious. That was, that was a good idea for getting across until it wasn't, but it worked for the most part. <laughs> well, let's talk about that because there's a little bit of like biblical reference in that scene, by the way. Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, That's exactly. exactly. <laughs> Does anybody yeah. know what that symbolized, by the way? Uh, Surviving? I mean, so Jacob... Just, uh, well, the obvious. Yeah. Well, kind of actually because okay. Jacob has this dream. He sees like angels going up a ladder and down a ladder, right? And this is during the time where um, Aesop, um, his brother, or Esau, depending on how you pronounce it, but um, his brother was coming after him because he wanted his father's blessing because they were both twins. And Jacob kind of stole it from underneath him. And he'd been go- they'd been going after each other all their lives. And like, so um, it symbolizes the connection of the chosen people to God. Oh. And so, and why that matters is because. Because in like earlier scenes, uh, and I w- I'll go into that why it matters, but like uh, Rabbi Kessner goes into um, the, the 36 people. Yeah, the 36. Okay. What, he, what he says is Nitzarim, but he pronounced it wrong. Oh, Aha. no, that's so disappointing. It's the 36 Nistarim. It's a different oh. word completely, which is weird because Nistar means to hide, like hidden. Maybe it's just his accent that made it come off weird. No, nah, he fucked up. Oh, that's <laughs> so complete, sad. It's a completely different letter but it's okay that happens in hollywood all the time (laughs) but you have to think about the rest of it was great so no 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 i doesn't bother me at all that's the thing about like when i watch the show and i'm not looking for perfection but i do derive meaning from like this uh, the idea of the 36 nistarim is so powerful by the way this is when you start getting to like jewish mysticism which not even like many jews go into like like
like a percent, like a single digit percent of that religious contingent go into it. Otherwise, you're really just following traditions like your father did and your father before that. Mm-hmm. And not many people go into the actual mysticism of it. But this is a very deeply mystical concept that that he brings up. But um, but yeah, I, I like the connection that of the ladder, which is, like of all things, using a ladder to kind of go from car to car too is kind of a weird thing to try out and to, yeah. and to have it kind of work almost. Well, actually, it did kind of work, didn't it? Well, yeah, the, like ladder, the last car, the fence, the fence broke, not the ladder. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, the ladder was good. But one one trip shy, short of heaven, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then when they were on top of the car, it gave me throwbacks to season four when Morgan was on top of the car, like That's when we right. first met Sarah. That's right. That was awesome. Was it Sarah? It was Sarah. Oh, it was yeah. Sarah? Yeah, Sarah. And then Jim was there too. Back when we thought Sarah was going to be evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we thought they were bad guys. Yep. Sorry. And like people would would say like season four sucks and like i remember that scene i was like damn that's pretty good actually when you don't know where a person stands i think 4b sucked <laughs> i think a lot of people said that too but they were in 4b that was their season that was their part no, of the I, season she uh the only characters i liked in 4b were alicia um ha- no however one of my favorite episodes from season four was in 4b the hurricane mm. oh you're talking about close your eyes oh wait or was that in the beginning of season four I don't remember. No, close your eyes. I think it was in the back half. It was in the back half. It was? Yeah. Because it deals with... I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It deals with... um, Because Alicia runs away from Morgan. Yeah. That's right. It was after Madison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was was probably my favorite episode of... She couldn't help the dude. There's a whole thing. But like Sarah was probably the best part of... 4B minus Alicia just because of her one-liners. You didn't enjoy Jim's not rise but fall, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, it was I, I appreciated it. It was sad, but I appreciated it. Oh yeah, and uh, Tom was saying how like when Morgan or when John and June were on the car, it reminded it reminded him of the scene with Glenn and Nicholas on the dumpster. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So it kind of goes back with Chris's theory a little bit with the parallels. Oh yeah, but I mean they're par- this this I don't know if it's just the season but they're like so many parallels to different episodes different characters like so what makes rabbi kastner like any different i'm calling him rabbi kastner for some reason but like everybody's calling him rabbi jacob i don't know it's just something that kind of clicks in my head when i was in the instagram feed before mm-hmm. somebody commented on this i don't know who i'm not in the instagram feed so i can't say i don't know who it was um but they said that they were they enjoyed the parallels between fear and walking dead which i disagree with respectfully of course right because i feel like it's yes it's technically a prequel of the walking dead so i feel like it should be having their own ideas i mean there are things there are things in this world that are going to just ref- just they're going to be the same yeah no, i agree yeah. with i agree I think with it's that. a very i think it's a very real life feel and i think it i i like that that we're seeing parallels but to but an extent dif- i feel like they dif- should be but different you know we're we're seeing a lot of the same things but they're happening differently and maybe they have different outcomes and di- i i feel like that's very um real i think i think we would i would expect to see that in but maybe you know, don't have the episode center around it. Yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe have it be like the B or C storyline. But this took precedence with A and I was like all right. See, are you talking about the the Gabe and Kessner yes. parallel? Because I okay, I I think they I think they really drilled on that on purpose though, and and you know like I said earlier, I like I really like that at every moment that we see that parallel between Kessner and Gabe, um, you know Kessner has a complete opposite it's reaction to it. He's he, he, yeah, he mm-hmm. is the opposite of what Gabe did, and I you know and I think they were really trying to drive that home too, especially letting us think that he locked the doors on on the um on the con- yeah, I thought that was very clever. And then come to find out he didn't. And we're like, oh, he's not gay okay. at all. I get that. 
Now, Rachel, earlier we were saying, I don't know if this was in the episode or if we were talking beforehand, how we were saying that we how we did not like Father Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this episode, what? yeah. Okay. I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was before the episode or during. I was now, paying very close attention because I was the it. only one defending Gabriel. <laughs> you were. A rabbi, do you like him? Um, I do. I do too. I, I, so, so, so far I do. Yeah. But I mean, I, it doesn't, it doesn't make you anti-Semitic if you like, don't. No, like, so, <laughs> like with Father well, I'm just Gabriel, saying what we, what we know of him so yeah. far, I do Father like. Father Gabriel's very bland, while the rabbi has layers to him and like dimensions where yeah. he, he's actually offering up information and not, you know, and willing to kill the walkers and everything. Yeah. Father yes. Gabriel would rather sit and cry in the corner like a little bitch. Come help me. Come help me. Exactly. Yeah. Kessner seems very um, self-sufficient. He, he will he's be an asset. Asset. He will be an asset, yes. not someone we need to look after. Well, He's I a also, go-getter. Like it, it's so weird. I don't re- usually make comments about like like oh this guy is this way because of that religion or this guy is that way because of that religion. But like I feel like like okay, I, I feel like in terms of Christianity in general, there is a sense of, of moral austerity, like a, the the cutting off of oneself to society, right? Well, I mean, in terms of morality, like there is a not a chasm, but there is a sense of separation from there. There's a sense of separation and rejoining with the with the group or the the village or the town to kind of set a difference between the men of moral authority and the common people who could also be of moral okay. fabric. But then they look to him for the answers because okay. he went away and studied and came back. Like there is an element of that in Judaism, but when it comes to Judaism, the only sep- there's only like a thin membrane of separation from the every man to like a rabbi. Rabbi just turns into a teacher. That's that's kind of like how because rabbi technically is teacher. It's just a kind of one step up from like a person who just goes to classes and learns things, right? Okay. So they're always embedded in in like a group. They're always embedded in a group of people learning. So the only difference between a rabbi and a normal person learning studies like Jewish studies is the rabbi kind of took a few tests and decided he wanted to teach those <laughs> studies because he okay. learned how to teach. That's all it is. You know, he learned the basics of how to teach and like how to te- how to learn for himself so that he can teach more people too. That's a good quality to have mm-hmm. in an apocalypse. Yeah. And so you transfer <laughs> those kind of traits into the apocalypse. And then you, yeah. in general, like the cultures are kind of like that. There is a sense of moral austerity in Christianity. And then there's a sense of togetherness and tradition and inclusion. And kind of, the more the merrier, that's, I feel like that's always kind of like a Jewish concept to me because like yeah. it's it's all about you know like the the best the the parties that are most noteworthy are like the, the ones who everywhere everyone's inv- invited like the weddings the it's like you know my my, my big fat Greek wedding it's kind of like that <laughs> yeah. like everybody and their their mother's invited that kind of thing uh, there's like a sense are. of that whereas <laughs> if you go to this other wedding it's like oh I invited this like I mean I'm just th- I'm playing to the extremes but like oh I invited this movie star and that movie star and then like how many friends did you invite eh, I invited five of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe in best men or, <laughs> or maids of honor. <laughs> hey, P. Diddy. You mentioned something about Judaism earlier. What do you guys think of Sarah? With- that was a pretty good review. Right? Surprise. I, that was not, cool. Yeah. I, I felt like that was, I always thought she was kind of Jewish in a weird way. And I, I know that sounds really weird, especially when in real life, I don't know that she is. And I think she's like full on Irish. <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty sure her she's Irish. Her name's Ivy. Collins. I'm pretty sure she's Irish. Yeah. I, I love and she I love, plays for my team. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say because she has that like I'm Missourian accent. Irish, so Are you? Yeah. Well, I'm mostly French, but I still say <laughs> Irish. <laughs> no, you look very Irish. Yeah, so I go with it. <laughs> Only thirty-six percent. 
It works for you, though. Only? That's a Only. third of you. It's more than yeah. a third of you. you know that? It's a third of you. <laughs> but I'm it's... 50% French. <laughs> <laughs> What's the rest of you? Uh, we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> I am 15% white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% white. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hello. No, like, <laughs> I'm talking like Lily White. <laughs> yeah. Translucent. Like the color of no. my charger white. Right. No, I do I do own a tanner. I can't be that white. It's not allowed. I mean it's a talent. It's, <laughs> like it's... Wait, we gotta cover this candy thing. Okay, so the candy thing. So you would ask a question. The candy Why, thing. I, I figured I'd let you set that up. Or yeah, I think it was so Meg that, was it Meg or you that asked the question? Rachel. That, that was okay. that was me. Rachel. So Dory Dory hands Kessner a little, you know, the little candies that he's got, right? You know here feel good and he checks the back for something he's mm-hmm. looking at the ingredients what is he what is he what is he looking for rabbi kessner is looking for kosher certification that's exactly what, what i was thinking that's it a was. thing that's a yeah. thing so that's, it says it right on the wrapper yeah so there's, Bring there's me candy there's certain there's certain <laughs> kosher authorities i as actually I have a wrapper right here as a technician i i actually work for a nope, uh, nothing on here a okay. organization and so there are many of them and the reason for that is also is that just like I was saying how you choose a person from whom you wish to learn and ask questions to like a rabbi right yeah it's the same with the with the kosher certifications there's sometimes there are a handful of kosher certifications that some Jews will trust implicitly you know and so they go with that one so when you're looking at the back sometimes that one thin K ain't good enough you know no that one is not kosher yeah I don't have well, any candy also just me. says Werther's <laughs> Where am I? Where am I going to so find this? They say it on the main bag. I think that I think they made Werther's uh, all Werther's kosher. But if you look at the big bag, it might say it. By the way, we'll get back to you on that. Get back to me on that. So it's I'm, in the kitchen. I'm checking this one out. Sour patches, I think, are kosher. <laughs> Wait, see, is Arizona thing, kosher? Arizona's <laughs> kosher, I think. Yeah. How about Mountain Dew? Sometimes you have to look real hard. Mountain Dew. Wait, I, where would it say it's maybe kosher? Maybe not. It'll it'll have like a circle K. That that's the most popular one. Circle K or just a K. Wait, that, literally a K in a circle? Uh K in a circle or and that's the OK symbol. That's the I have seen that. I see a U with a circle. This one has yeah. a copy. The right? U with the kosher, but... that's the OU. That's the Orthodox Union. No, it's just <gasps> it, yeah, it's a U with a circle on it next to where it says one liter. That's one of the most popular kosher that's symbols. That's so cool. The OU. I'm Googling this right now. Yep. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm telling you what it is. OU.org. I know. I just want to see other ones. Look at, <laughs> okay. us, look, look at us getting smarter. There's also Kaf K. Uh, that's the, the Kaf symbol with Ooh, the K in the middle. symbol list. Yep. There's the star K. There's, it's a, there's like a five-pointed star <laughs> with a K in the middle. There's a bunch i've seen a lot of those symbols you're talking about i had no idea what they meant there's a whole bunch of jews in michigan too that's wild <laughs> heck yeah yeah so the rabbi was basically looking to see if the candy was kosher before he started gotcha. eating it and it yeah, happened I, to be yeah i thought it was a we we assumed it was a specific ingredient but i couldn't think of anything that i would, knew it was I, kosher. yeah i didn't realize things like that were labeled on packaging otherwise oh, yeah. i would oh, have yeah. thought that yeah there's some things that you just can't like put kosher on <laughs> like like uh like bacon wrapped dates and a <laughs> like you just, there's yeah. no way <laughs> but see it's not only the food itself that makes something kosher right it's it's um also like safeguarding the equipment from having from mixing certain non-kosher items with what would tip would classically be kosher otherwise right mm. uh, it's kind of like having a facility of nuts it's really similar to that so like oh, if, update it, arizona if is not kosher <laughs> oh 
according to recent news, unless it's marked, by the way. Yeah. But some Arizonas are kosher. Hmm. Anyway, so um, what I was going to say, I'm well, just don't, check don't worry about the kosher, kosher symbols. Symbol yeah. I, I want to learn. Um, well, well, Lonnie was asking, um, does that mean Wendell is Jewish too? And I actually had this conversation with Jess. I think you were there, Meg, right? Or I, I said, like, I if Wendell's last name is Rabinowitz, I'll just, I'll shit a brick. I actually use those words. <laughs> and, I'll, and I just thought it was funny because it made me think of like Sammy Davis Jr. And like, and like how cool that would be actually. That would be cool. I would like absolutely shit a brick. And Jess asked, I'll, so am I going to hold you to that if that's true? And I'll be like, yes, please hold <laughs> me to that. I will Maybe sh- not with us around. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not live <laughs> on air. Yeah. But I also got another question from Lonnie. It was like, do you eat kosher year round or only at certain times of the calendar? Um, a normal Jewish person will keep kosher year round all the time, every time, which is interesting because there, there are certain concepts in Judaism where there's one specific context, context in Judaism, which is called pikuach nefesh. Pikuach nefesh is something where if your life is in danger or if you are threatened, you know, you can break certain laws to save your own life or the, or the life of somebody, somebody else. The life of yourself is actually more important, Makes but also, also the life of somebody else. So like the classic examples in the Talmud are the times in which you're allowed to break the Sabbath to take somebody to the hospital, let's say. It's so important. This is something I learned in yeshiva, by the way. It's so important to break that law, by the way. That And here's the, like, the crazy example, because Talmud is full of crazy examples. Let's say you had to suddenly take somebody in your wagon, right? And you have horses in front of that wagon and you're taking that person to a doctor, like rushing, because you're not allowed to use a wagon the horses, you're not to work the horses on Sabbath. But let's say the wagon wheels plow the field. Um, are you allowed to benefit from the plowing of that field that the wheels made? And it, the truth is you are allowed to benefit from that action. It's so important to save that life. Because some people would say, and this is all the crazy back and forth that's in the Talmud, because it's full of crazy, like singular questions where like you have to kind of get in the nitty gritty from like all angles to make sure that what you're doing is right. So like the reason why that question is asked is because a, a person who would be afraid to take their friend to the hospital because they think that they may not be able to, like, okay, I'm going to get benefit from taking my friend to the hospital because I made a furrow to plant seeds. Like, they don't want anybody to hesitate in taking that person to the hospital. They don't want a doubt in their mind. Take them to the hospital. You may even benefit from that action. Like, let's say you hit the lottery ticket. You picked up a lottery ticket on the way to take your friend <laughs> to the hospital. You can cash in that, that ticket. Yeah. Like, things like that. Just get the tourniquet i need to stop for a lotto (laughs) this is is how sophisticated like and crazy in some maddening senses that people have to think about when they think about how what is my intention with this law like what you know what am i doing here makes sense why you would you would really need a trustworthy rabbi involved because someone it seems like they would help you through that yeah i mean in, in judaism a lot of it is actually i think this is okay i read that this is okay according to the words now let me ask my rabbi that's how it kind of goes usually like what does my rabbi say about that so you ask like your authority say like sometimes you're not really sure if it's if it's like a thing that you should do and so you just kind of you err on the side of caution which is why like i see it i like i, I think that's a huge gap i think between like i think judaism and christianity as well is that like i feel like there's like a lot the rabbi gets asked a lot of boring everyday questions <laughs> every single day whereas i can see it like being like at least these days i see it being a lot sort of like um, I feel like a normal parishioner at a church would be like, you know, I'm having this big problem. 
<laughs> and I kind of yeah. need your spiritual guidance. Meanwhile, like every single day, the rabbi is saying, is this kosher? Is this kosher? Is this kosher? Is this kosher? What that if I eat it with this? That would be exhausting. That's like every Jew that is observant in that way. So, so now you won't eat anything that's not kosher. Well, here's the thing. I'm not an observant Jew. <laughs> So if I give you a bacon cheeseburger, I had a bacon, a cold, this is how awful (laughs) I am. I'm an awful person because I didn't even heat up this hamburger that I That's had. That's not a, even American. Ago. But it's a bacon cheese. It's a bacon cheeseburger <laughs> that, from a different barbecue two nights ago, and I didn't even heat it up. I just ate it. That, that just so not only am I a bad person, but <laughs> a horrible person. I'm a bad Jew. Bad person and bad Jew. Oh I my god! I actually gosh. feel bad for the burger. Oh <laughs> right? Why even the burger's like, no, don't eat me. You need to warm me up. The, the burger is up here, and you're down here. <laughs> <laughs> but my friend Matt cooked that burger, so I think you're on to something. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> Take pity on that burger. Well, if you can eat a cold burger and it was still delicious, that says something about his cooking. So well done, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like commenting about Dwight's lack of facial hair. He does kind of look a little younger post. Looking hotter. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know about that. Do you think well, uh, Sarah's got a little. Uh, do you think Sarah's got a little thing for him? As a yeah. Thing? Yeah, you think so? Well, if she's not a Maybe. lesbian, then yeah, she's got a thing for him. Do you think she... Oh, that's a... That's a wow, I didn't even think about that. Do you, What do you think about that, uh, uh, Rachel? Uh, totally possible. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. I, I don't feel know like the apocalypse, sexuality, sexuality goes out the window. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't understand how any of them are thinking about sex ever when they're constantly almost being killed. So, like, that wouldn't even be on my mind at all. <laughs> Ask Lori Grimes. Oh, wait, you can't. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's yeah. my point. Wait, oh my God. That's like Mean Girls. You have sex, it gets you killed. Yes. If you have sex, you will die. And there you go. Yep, exactly. Another right. big difference between Christianity and Judaism. <laughs> there you go. Sex, uh, wait till you're married, but you're okay after that. Chugga, chugga, choo, choo. Chugga, chugga, woo, woo. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But that's that's that is really I haven't really thought of it that way. That's a cool. Like a lot of what you said just now about like like sex, how does sex even enter in the equation when there's this shit going on, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what we talk about sometimes when we're talking about not only Rick and Michonne, but we're talking about um like the even the idea of Daryl and Carol. Well, like you know? in Walking Dead, I feel like in Walking Dead they emphasize a little too much on relationships. Where in Fear of the Walking Dead they get just enough by to make you be like, okay, it's happening. Like John and June, for example. Like you know they're together, but it's not shoved down your throat. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're, they're having sex? That's none of my business. No, it isn't. But like I, I was just asking. Like because I'm, I'm almost think they, they're not. Like well, it's not again, really, like I don't, I don't really run. happening. No, I think June, I think June's thinking a lot like I am, you know, like that. We don't, we don't have time for this. We don't, we don't have time for this. You know, yeah. what if somebody comes rolling up right now? I mean, we have to be on guard at all times. We're going to die know. any minute. We're going to take up their new settlement. Yeah, no, it's going down. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Are you kidding? The whole place will probably rumble the first night because everybody's getting their rocks off. They're like, uh, <laughs> what is it? Was it Old Faithful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. That place will stink for a week after they move in. <laughs> yeah, it smells like Clorox in here. What's going on? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I think we just found our comment of the week. <laughs> our clip of the week. <laughs> it smells like Clorox in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it is necessary if 
if they think there's a future, obviously it's necessary. And I, I, I do wish Chris was here for this part of it because he wants to kill all the kids. But in all honesty, we need kids because well, she's they're going to eventually grow up and fight and continue what we have started. So kids are kind of important. I mean, you know, kill the stupid ones, but I mean, the smart <laughs> ones that can fight like Judith, I mean, she's obviously going to make it. So. <laughs> They can kill what's his face. Um, the brother of the one that was in regular Walking Dead. You mean Sam Anderson? Dylan? Yeah, because he's like nothing. <gasps> kill Are Dylan. Kill oh my oh, god. That's so Wow, man. Kill he Annie. <laughs> no, no, no. Annie. I love how fight, like Rachel's my safe harbor on this one. Dylan, like, he contributes nothing. He's like Sam. You'll contribute Aww. nothing. It's Aww. a Donatin thing. What can I say? <laughs> Off to the gas chambers with you, Dylan. <laughs> Could be an age thing too. I don't know. I don't know how no, old he is. Look at Judith. Look at Judith. Yeah, I don't want to hear. Look at look at Judith's mom. Judith though. is the exception. You yeah. Don't. Look at Judith's dead. look at Judith's mom. No, Lori is Lori's not Judith's mom. Fuck Lori. It's Michonne. Michonne is Judith's mom. Oh, that's having aneurysm. <laughs> you know, poor Dylan. He's got Annie to teach him how to. I mean, like, look at survive. RJ. Look at like oh, RJ's man. gonna get bit. I don't care. Seri- I, I mean, really though. I mean, we haven't where's, seen him training with anyone. Right? Look at all these him. defenseless yeah. babies. They're so useless. Yeah. I'm pretty sure why? RJ's gonna bite it eventually. Why aren't they in my belly? <laughs> where they belong? I have a very important statement to say. <laughs> kids <laughs> would probably be pretty fuck tender. These kids. Baby bike. <laughs> Baby bike 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 bike. bike. <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> I bet I bet children would be pretty tender though. Oh, boy. Good meat. <laughs> that'd, be, oh, that'd be good meat. It'd be, be a little gamey. Where's Chris it? right now? Be honest. <laughs> I need Chris. Mm. Especially Dylan. He's got those big chubby cheeks. I'd cut in right there. Baby. So you're a little hungry, I see. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Can you imagine like on like little skewers? <laughs> You wouldn't even have to take the heads off. That's like <laughs> kid kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This turned dark really fast. <laughs> well, I can tell you won't be on a pike. <sighs> yeah, um, yeah. What if? Right? Okay, now you're just fucked up. I'm fucked up. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, they can kill everybody but Carol, and I'd be fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, they can kill everybody but Carol and Judith, and I'd be okay. Eh. <laughs> just, just keep Carol. Just keep like, Carol. Yeah. Mor- I really only need Carol at this point. <laughs> Morgan's clear mode times one hundred. <laughs> no, I'm oh. actually okay if um, Ezekiel bites the bullet or gets bit by the walker. Keep going. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to be Gabriel, on a fight too. There's well, Eugene. He, he's there's... supposed. To, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be. So was Rosita, though, for that matter. Right. So. No. But if I feel like Ezekiel needs to go, I I mean I don't why, want him though? to go. Wait, I don't why? Want him to go. Why does he just? No, why do he have to go? I feel like he's kind of holding Carol down now. Well, not anymore. She left his ass. That's true. And, and he's <laughs> like, screw you. Well, he's gonna be like, Carol, right? I need you. I need you. She's like, fuck you. Yeah. You think? So? Like, I don't fine. think it's happening. I don't think it's I got happening. Well, it'll ha- well, then when he realizes it won't happen, that's when he goes bounce chicken wow wow with Michonne. <laughs> I, that's just gonna be weird i still don't know how i feel about that i feel good things about that i, w- I, feel, you like, do. I, feel, I feel like everybody is so uncomfortable and it makes me i was so very happy. uncomfortable with it well michonne and ezekiel uh, michonne and ezekiel are together in the comics and and i'm still like, eh, eh, not feeling it i just 
I'm not a big fan of Ezekiel, so that, I think that's why I'm kind of eh with it. Well, that would explain it. <laughs> that's partially. I'm not a big fan uh, of him, so he could just go. Well, I used to like him, but then I don't know. Well, I just don't know how it's going to work, right? Because Michonne is at a- Alexandria, right? They're in Alexandria right. now. Right. It, with Carol and Daryl, they she left Zeke to go to Alexandria, yes? Wait, no, wait. They, they left it to go to Hilltop. Carol and Daryl are at Hilltop. Well, no, I'm saying at the, at Alexandria. the kingdom. You're saying the kingdom they went to left, Hilltop. They left the kingdom to go to Hilltop. Can you remember what right. they called but it? When, but when Carol broke up with Ezekiel, she went to Alexandria. Correct? Or am I or am I wrong? She broke up with Ezekiel. I'm done correct. with you. Her and Dale are. Her and Dale, Daryl go and have a snowball fight at Alexandria. Because uh, Ezekiel had to be at Hilltop because they called it Kingtop. Yes. Right. Okay. So th- that's why Carol yeah. went to Alexandria. Yes. Yeah. So they split up. I don't know how this whole relationship between Michonne and Ezekiel is gonna go down in alexandria with carol there watching <laughs> i just like i just like that everybody's uncomfortable i like that everybody's uncomfortable i that's like that's the best place to be i'm uncomfortable about like the possibility of maggie even coming back yeah. and, I'm okay with that. and i still like that oh I'm yeah okay with that. I, I like that too i'm very uncomfortable because all of this change you know what i mean but that's good you From know jesus that is good. all the way to lauren cohen is so good at expressing her emotions that when she comes when she comes back and she sees everything everything that has happened she's gonna lose it and i am and how so uncomfortable ready. are you gonna feel I, no that? i my heart's I want, gonna break i want comic right. book maggie so bad i want i want comic book maggie Explain if, that. if we get if we get comic maggie we're we're good we're good Explain that she, a little bit like the kind of person she is in yeah in in my opinion i feel like screen maggie is a little bit more emotional in decisions um and i feel like comic book maggie is more diplomatic and is like okay what do we need to do here's what we're gonna do she's just she's just more and i don't and screen Whereas, maggie is more yeah just more emotional now, like let me ask you a little we, we saw a little bit them. of that though we saw a little bit of that before the uh, time jump yeah when she offed uh gregory gregory yeah. yes yes Yes, Let that is you. the Maggie I want to see. If they if they merge Comic Maggie and Screen Maggie, would you be okay with it? They kind of do have them there yeah. already. I think that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that scene with Gregory. I that's I want that, that Maggie. Such- Season nine had such promise for Maggie, mm-hmm. and then she left. I was just starting to like her, even like I, just I got mad that she didn't get. I wasn't a Maggie by. fan. Yeah, I wasn't really a Maggie fan, and and then season nine came, and I'm like, okay, all right, all right, and then she leaves, and I'm like, I just started to like you. <laughs> yeah. Because you liked how shrewd she was being. She was like being very. Yeah, she she like a, was being like a poker a, player almost. A like good I, I've got the nuts. Yeah, I was getting annoyed with her, like probably like late season six early season seven like around the whole time of glenn's death because i'm so used to like maggie like being the go-getter doing this and that she's just like nothing just had to disappoint you like that by being human (laughs) (laughs) how dare you be a human (laughs) well it's it's tough man i think that's what i think a lot of people don't like about fear the walking dead though too is that the a lot of these people are showing their human side and they're like i need this because if i don't have this then you know i just go back to my evil ways and i think a lot of people want people to, certain people to go back to their evil ways I, I see comments about people wanting morgan to go ham all over again and i'm like i'm <laughs> like who wants to see that but, Can i mean morgan just leave though? i get no. it like well i get it though i get it but like at the same time because you want to see something crazy part of 
everybody wants to see something crazy. But the other part of me is kind of like, we've seen this shit before. That's, that's I think, most people, I think. I feel like we're going to get some sort of crazy in um, in the finale. We have to. I don't think so. I hope it comes before that. I don't think we're going to I hope it comes that. before that too, but I just hope we don't have another situation like in 9 where 915 was so powerful and 916 was like Ugh. so so now that now that Logan has found these oil fields do you, do you think the big thing is going to be like i feel like someone's going to blow it all up <laughs> It's the nuclear thing all over, all over again. The oh, the reactor. The reactor, because here, oh. here, hear me out, hear me out. Because in five A, we had a time frame. Like, okay, we have to get out before the reactor blows. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so everything gets fucked up because of it. Now in five B, kind of piggybacking on what Rachel said about how the oil fields are gonna might blow up and nobody gets it. Pff, everything's screwed again. I don't think they'll blow up. I mean, they could flare, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't. But it ruins the oil for the gas, which means then they're really out of out of luck. And there's horses there's a town in pennsylvania that's been on fire for, for like 30 something years right right you know what i'm talking about right yep. i forget i forgot the town's name it's is. the underground mines right so it's a similar concept like if, if they did something like that it could be one of those situations where it, it will always be on fire but then nobody gets the oil so then that goes right back nobody gets it stalemate yeah mm-hmm. so then once again everything is screwed and but who's who's more screwed though our group. Why? Do they need the gas necessarily? Well, Sarah ran out. <laughs> Only reason why I think they really needed that was I think because of Logan. No, I'd say because they're trying to help people. Well, that there's that too, but I think yeah. maybe ha- not having the gas equalizes everybody's situation though. Do you know I feel what like I mean? If they don't have gas, they have to get a settlement and they have to start realizing we can't help everyone and well, start I, helping themselves. It's yeah. well, yeah. I mean, it's like more like, well, you come here <laughs> and then we'll help you. Like we, they still have walkie talkies. They don't need gas for that we still don't know why logan wants all the oil all the fuel either oh i think we know why logan wants the gas we think we know we do know the theories we still don't know for sure why logan wants the oil i want to know that's true what tape because remember in the last episode they were saying watch the tape somebody had a squeal so I want to know what tape revealed where the oil fields were. The unedited footage. That is easy. That's easy. All the t- all the different tapes, they're all the unedited footage, the raw footage. No, I know that, but I want to know what tape said it. So it's the one where Sarah is almost at Tank Town, and she says, you can cut this off right here. I'm sure they kept rolling, but I think just for an edit, they, she was like, uh-huh. just make yeah. sure to edit it here. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I work in video. I know how that works. That's but... The, but that's the easy question to answer. The harder question question to answer is how did he know where to look for those i still don't know how he knew to look for those tapes Mm -hmm. i don't know did he did they happen to see clark's tape you know what i mean i don't think so because it was in with everybody else's tape i thought wait a minute that that could be it no that can't be it that's like the chicken and the egg situation the tape had to be involved for him to see it but uh, so how did he know where the vault was this is something we asked last week i don't know who are we sure who all knew about the bank vault i mean it kind of seemed like only al knew about it because she interviewed that guy like it didn't even really seem like morgan even knew that it was there yeah, that she was doing idea. this and he was part of the group so who else could have known about it couldn't be west because he wasn't in that gr- in that area not at that time no no and, and and the answer logan answered the girl somebody asked him you know how did you know about this and he said like i said this is bigger than bigger than you or bigger than us so that lead it sounds like someone told him he someone said go here get these things <laughs> i mean i don't want to jump to say it's like 
Isabel or something like that because that's fucking. I thought that, that was that's a little I, too out there. I think so too because I don't think Al found that place until after the Isabel situation. The, well, the only thing that makes sense is that they have tech that somebody in this new world order has, right? Mm-hmm. That can somehow I don't know find out somebody's deepest darkest thoughts. Speaking of this tech, <laughs> how are they keeping like the batteries running on these walkies? <laughs> so first of all, they do have chargers um, cooked up to the actual cars the trucks but they also have like i, I remember like in one in season nine they also talked about solar walkies oh some of them have solar i don't think these are they but i do think they have chargers well, see, in the trucks and the like in season nine that's what i really liked especially in the beginning how they're really going back to like the whole like old west with the horsebacks and everything right you know and they kind of kept that theme throughout the majority of the season and like with fear i feel like they're finally starting to get to that point where they're like okay you know what stuff's running out but the whole walkie thing yeah, yeah but the, the yeah, season nine's walkies were solar powered. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know about this, the fear season. And then, then might, again, fear is behind, so. Yeah, there might still be usable, like, actual batteries around, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Maybe. I mean, for that's a little true. while. And <laughs> some people are talking about spies, too. Like, Walani's saying it could be a spy, you know? Like a Charlie situation. Yeah, could be somebody in our own group. There's 36 people we haven't met yet, so it it's could be Tass. in one of them. It's definitely Tass. I thought it was Tass for a minute. That that would suck, especially after you like kind of accept her a little too. <laughs> guys, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I will see you guys next week for the next epic show. And like Dave said, pay attention to those uh, Comic Con promos and our walkie Walker Stalker stuff. And we'll see you all there. Bye, Maggie. Bye, guys. Bye, Mag. So there's a whole thing about 36 Nistarium, like the the hidden sages, basically. I gotta get into this because it's just so freaking crazy. Okay, so why he talks about this is that John and June kind of mentioned, yeah, we have 36, we have 36 people total in our group, right? And they especially mm-hmm. after they did the head count. And, and the real concept is these are people who are righteous people around the world. They don't know that they are the righteous people and they don't know each other. That's the other thing. But when circumstances of crisis emerge, they kind of come out and they, they're like the Mr. Rogers of the universe. They, they help right. where is necessary and then they go back into hiding, you know, to being concealed, like okay. hidden. Like mm-hmm. so they still don't know who they are. And sometimes Sometimes the righteous people can can point out another righteous person, but they don't talk about it. It's another th- another one of the traits that these people have is humility. Okay. So they don't blow the other person's by. Yo, I got your back. I got your <laughs> back. I'm gonna forget about you. See you later. <laughs> the biggest concept of that is that, and, and I'm surprised that they didn't bring it up, is that there are 36 special concealed righteous people in the world, and were it not for all of them, and even one of them were missing from this world, the world would immediately come to an end. Which is interesting mm-hmm. because it, these it's these people, these 36 people that keep the world moving, you know, <laughs> in a righteous path. Mm-hmm. So what I really like about this is it kind of goes back to something Morgan said in the last episode. He said, I think if we weren't here, I don't think there'd be anybody left to see the, those tapes. So I, I yeah. thought that was kind of like a lo- cool little yeah. connection to the last episode. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting what you said right there. But yeah. like, I, I highly recommend it. And I, I only picked this up from Wikipedia, but I did learn about this growing up. Um, I highly recommend any one of you to look up. Um, it's Tzadikim Nistarim. So it's T-Z-A-D-I-K-I-M. And then Nistarim is N-I-S-T-A-R-I-M. Just go into it because it's kind of bizarre. It's bizarre. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, the Avengers almost. Like, <laughs> it's like these people have, and they, 
kind of, some of these people exhibit like mystical supernatural powers. Like, you know, there's like transcendence and there's uh, moving objects within starting fires with their minds. Oh my gosh. That That is crazy. There's different types of stories. There's like, so think of like Jesus on crack. (laughs) Like some of these people can do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I just love the concept. And like, I like the idea that like, if, if it not for these 36 people in the world, um, that the world would come to an end. It's like, it's like, oh, it's all on their shoulders. Like they're the last, they're like the last stand. And so that like our group, our convoy group. Yeah. Last stand. Yeah. That's like very that symbolic. Yeah. My yeah. first thought when he said that was, well, if he joins us, he'll be number 37. So he's just going to throw everything off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can have more than 36. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> But like, it's like in any given region or whatever, like, you know, so, but like in the world totally, if there's only 36 left, that's it. This is gotcha. the bone. <laughs> yeah. And like, these people are the things that these people bring up the divine presence. It's like, yeah. pretty cool. I thought it was really, really cool that he kept the traditions up and, and just kept going through all these things. And, and I, I mean, I was really, really touched by it. Like right in the beginning, like going through all the ceremonial things and the, you know, phrases and everything. And then at the the very end when he's like yeah i don't really believe in god i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> okay like all that i mean i was really feeling that and then i'm like okay well then what was all that for just going through the motions or what man that was and, really upsetting and yeah <laughs> that's what it was i i love that idea i love how real and raw that is like how honest that is too like i think all of us do that in a way we all get into this rhythm just because that's what we know yeah and we may do not you, even believe in it i mean do you really think he, I mean, I still feel like, you know, even though he said what he did to Charlie, you know, I don't, I don't believe in God. I had lost my faith. I feel like even just by doing that, he still had some sort of faith. Like he didn't completely lose it because he's still doing this. It is a concept in Judaism too, by the way, there is a concept. There are like stages of faith too. Like, okay. I think, but I think the problem is that like the first premise is the idea that there is a God, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, okay, that's the, the entering stage. And then there's like observance and blah, blah, blah. But there is a there is a school of thought that people talk about in the Talmud where it's like if you are in a crisis of doubt, like just keep doing the rhythms, you know, like keep mm-hmm. doing the observant part, and then there may become a there may come a time where your mind changes, and so I think that's what the rabbi actually does. Yeah, interesting to me because that does kind of follow that kind of tenet. It's like saying. Um, if you do have doubts, just keep doing. There is a concept in Judaism that's that there's a phrase that's called nasev nishma, which means do and then listen. Like, <laughs> okay. which is odd because most people will not do unless they know what they're trying to do. Like, mm-hmm. like tell me what this is all about before I start doing it. Right. But, no, you do it and then you find your reason. Right, and, and I think yeah. a lot of Judaism, a lot of Judaism, is doing and then learning afterwards why you're doing it. Yeah. Like kashrut is a huge one. I think most Jews cannot tell you why you can't have milk and meat together. Yeah. They do. They don't do it. And so, and they'll learn about it later. Why, you know? And yeah. I, well, think I think that's, that's, I think that's faith in general too. I mean, that's yeah. basically what faith is. Do this, believe in this, and it'll be worth it if you have faith. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's, that's a pretty heavy concept for people to really ask, to be asked to swallow. But I think yeah. the fact that he keeps doing it, but, but he, the way he frames it, I, 
I think, and I think that's really important that he framed it in this way is that I like that he was just being honest and saying, is all I got left. Yeah. <laughs> like it's all yeah. I was left. And you know why that's important? Like Sarah and, and Dwight were in the cab also. And he was like, how did you keep your shit together? You know, like, is, is it the idea of this lady, you know, this lady you're trying to go after? And he said, to be honest, yes, yeah, sort of. <laughs> and then he goes into the walkers. Yeah. Contemplates these walkers, like how, mu- how far they must have gone. And like walkers are everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere you look, mm-hmm. everything you're looking out for. And so that becomes kind of a rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. There is this kind of big parallel between what Dwight does to keep himself going and what the rabbi does to keep himself going. Sure. The rabbi's is a little less threatening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I kind of admire that, that there's this kind of interesting kind of thing going on here. Yeah. Um, he, he continually refers to God as a she, too. Is that just a, a character quirk? I think he goes back and forth. Uh, he, yeah. If you notice in the episode, like, I mean, obviously you and me, are, we're taking notes, but like <laughs> he, he calls the near tummy a she, uh, then he call, calls it, it the, later. The flame, right? Yeah, the flame itself, okay. right. Okay. Which I can, I can explain that one too, but but um, but it, then re- I don't really think he's ever really referred to God as a she, but I well, think it's, it's okay. interchangeable. Well, it's fine. She, she sent you to me. He's referring to the flame. Yeah, I, that's, okay. that's what I right. understood. I, I took that as God. I took it as God. I think and a then lot he of says it a couple more too. times too. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he refers to the flame <laughs> as a she, which is okay. kind of interesting too. I mean, because she's hot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the walkers dropped it like it was hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, this was pretty heartbreaking for Charlie too. Cause I mean, uh, yeah, she, you I see her struggling again, for meaning and shit too. Like, yeah. I finally found something yep. like, like and, stable. Yep. And he's like, well, I don't even believe in God. And she's like, uh, how can you say that? She's like, yeah, that was <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> she's like deflated. <laughs> right. I know that was, yes. Yeah, that was pretty sad. Do we ever find out what she's looking for? Um, I don't think she has, but I think I think what we're we're resolved to kind of like really go with is that like the rabbi, if the rabbi is willing to kind of even after not believing God, keep trying to find this thing. Because I remember right. he, he he's at the end of his, can I ask you a question? I'm like, okay, you're starting to caricature <laughs> yourself. <laughs> but, but like, why? Like he's basically saying, why would you stop? Like, why why do you keep going? You know, mm-hmm. why do you keep looking for a place that you don't think you're gonna find? And like, it, it's doesn't matter you have faith just keep going with your gut you know you'll Mm -hmm. know it when you see it yeah i like that he points that out to june too you know how do you what if it's not out there and she said i can feel it he said well that's faith i mean that that is a perfect way to describe it too i I feel like and i think more than just that though here's the thing like i put this i put it this way to most people these pair-ups are a lot a lot of me looking at the other person and finding out what i'm missing you know Mm -hmm. so like charlie's looking at the rabbi and saying i'm missing this and the rabbi in the beginning of the episode is saying to her like you, t- it took you two minutes. What it took me eight years in Yeshiva to finish. <laughs> Morgan and Grace. Morgan is saying hello, uh, saying goodbye to his family, and Grace is trying to say hello to a relationship. Um, uh, Alicia and Wes is a, is a really good example because Wes figures out the answer way ahead of time, um, <laughs> but he loses faith. And Alicia is struggling for the answer and has been through some shit, you know. So like, it's like these two people need each other; they just need to connect. Nope. But like what I took this you now going back to the end of the episode, I think what the rabbi is trying to tell June and Charlie is. Is that like, and this is the missing ingredient. I think we're finally starting to connect. Is that, I, you know, look, if I'm willing to believe and keep looking, I think, I think if you, if you, we make a promise. <laughs> 
<laughs> to keep having faith in what we believe the ideal is, I think we're going to be succeed. I think it takes, and, and that's another Jewish concept, but I think it takes a, a group of people all believing together yeah. um, and then you persevere. Mm-hmm. And in Judaism, the more powerful player, prayers are not the ones that are alone. It's when you're in a group of 10, which is called a minyan. Uh, you know, it, when you have, it's like unlocking a, uh, it's like, you know, crowdfunding, like when you have, when you have a certain amount of people or a certain amount of money, you can unlock certain like prize, okay, okay. prizes, yeah. like in the yeah, crowdfund. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's what this concept is. When you have 10 men, 10, <laughs> 10 uh, people praying at once, like, and I'll, more blessings open up. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to actually make more blessings. Okay. Like, specific right. kinds of blessings when you're, when you have a certain amount of gathering. So the ideal okay. is having at least 10 people okay. and then you can have a whole prayer session. You know, it's interesting. But yeah. I, by the way, were you confused when the rabbi's watch was going off? And he, um, he was saying Hashem is calling? Yeah. I he. I mean, I assumed it. Well, no, I don't. I had an assumption, but then it didn't make sense. So, no, I, I didn't really understand the, the watch. Well, I mean, well, it was reminding him of something. Why, do you, why don't you why. tell me uh, what you what you thought it was? And then I'll, I'll clean it up. Um. Well, I mean, he, he had all these, you know, tra- traditions that he was carrying on and everything. And, and in my mind, the his watch was reminding him, like, time to do the next one. Because the there's really no concept of time anymore. So... If he's got want needs to do something at a specific time, his watch would have to remind him. Well, actually, so you're actually on the right track. Okay. Um, Jews pray three times a day. Okay. Um, okay. But, so yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> like time time for prayer. Yeah, and it's all based on the solar cal- calendar. So like basically, whatever time of the day the sun is at, um, you have these specific prayers. So there's the morning prayer, which is shacharit, and then there's um, mincha, which is between noon and dusk, and then there's the ma'ariv, which he actually mentions to Sarah mm-hmm. she, she, she goes he goes um, oh. I'm about to pray the Mariv uh, you want to join me yeah but that's another thing that was wrong too because the Mariv is between dusk and night or sorry night in the morning so oh, you can so pray it should have been darker out yeah it should have been darker yeah it should have been darker <laughs> so out like, when oh. <laughs> oh, I, I, did, I did my classic. Oh. Yeah. And he could have just said the other one and it would have been completely accurate. If, if it was right? some Mincha, it could have been, yeah. Could have been, been okay. Would have been accurate. <laughs> now, he, uh, he Which is, fine, is a Jewish care. actor, right? He is. He's, he's but, okay. Yeah, I mean, Peter shouldn't Jacobson. he have known this? Hollywood Jews. What can I tell you? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, not practicing. Sure. Okay. Some of those concepts, though, are like, I don't blame him for getting Sadiqim Nistarim wrong. That is yeah. heavy shit. That is really <laughs> heavy, mystical shit that only Madonna and really, really just Jews know <laughs> so, <laughs> with their little red <laughs> bracelets. <laughs> it's a it's a common joke between like like really Orthodox Jews, like sorry, Orthodox Jews in general is like yeah, it's 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 Madonna and all these religious guys with beards. Yeah, that they, they are they're the only ones that know. And Madonna with the the red string. The red string is supposed to like have this Jewish mysticism about like certain sages and rabbis. Like, when you oh. look at the string and you and it reminds you of the sages. It's kind of like Ner Tamid, by the way. Okay. The idea of Ner Tamid is the the omnipresence of God, this the everlasting okay. flame. Mm-hmm. Or like the Smiths, there is a light that never goes out. <laughs> That's what they should have called it too, by the way. Miss um, mm-hmm. Mazel saying, I lived in Israel briefly and we shut down business to pray. Yeah, that's basically okay. it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a lot like Islam in that sense. Islam has, I think, five to six. I usually get this one wrong, but it's like at least five times a day praying. Yeah. Jews, it's just the morning, noon, and night, technically, you know, within the time <laughs> frame. Um, but it's still a lot. Like we used to think that, oh, this is a lot. This is excessive. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, when so when his watch was going off, it was like, okay, 
this is about when I should be praying. So gotcha. All right. So I was kind of on the right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought the funniest scene though, in my mind was the awkward giving the John Dory, the Keepa thing, the, the yarmulke. Oh, right. Was, was he, was so he like awkward. asking him to have respect in, in a the sense. temple? Yeah. In okay. a sense. All right. I always, th- I always find that, I always find that very, very awkward because I know most rabbis don't really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're not Jewish, don't pretend like you're Jewish, right? I feel like it would, yeah, it would be blasphemous for someone who's not Jewish to wear a yarmulke. Like I would, I would feel, I would find it disrespectful. No, but is that not the case? I think a lot of Jews kind of find it like it's nice to, that they show a sign of respect. But um, okay, all right. But I also think it's like not necessary. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like I, it's kind of like, well, you're not Jewish, so you're not obligated. A lot of like yeah. Judaism is like if you're not obligated, you don't have to do it. And in some yeah. cases, like you're not, if you're not obligated, you're not supposed to do it, right? Gotcha. My cousin's wife is um, Jewish. Her family is very, very devout Jewish. And at their wedding, they had like a basket of yarmulkes for all the all the men and everything. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, do I wear one? And then, like, I was just very, I didn't have, I, I was very confused. And then I felt bad asking questions. Like, should I, should I know this? And the, it, it was just, it was all uncomfortable because I didn't want to be disrespectful, but I, and I didn't know what to do. So I always find it like really, really <laughs> bad form when somebody acts like, like, oh, you should know this. Like that. How, I, how should I know? Yeah, exactly. And my reaction would be, how should I know this? Who's yeah. going to teach me? I'm a Presbyterian. I'm a Presbyterian. Who's going to teach me sake. this? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Who's going to teach me these things? So this is, this is your moment. This is your moment to educate me. So don't make me feel bad about it just yeah. tell me what to do Judaism, that, you know, Judaism is all about asking questions too like I mean oh I should have been Jewish then that's all I do is <laughs> ask questions I feel so stupid all well if you were Jewish you'd be like right at home yeah I all I do is ask questions I have yeah. a thousand questions about everything yeah yeah well it's good so that's why I chose you to be on the show <laughs> Because <laughs> you ask questions that everybody else does have, though. Like, all these things that you're saying are, are things I want you to ask because I think mm-hmm. that, you know, some people miss it or some people aren't yep. clear on something. Like, and that's why I asked you to s- tell me what you thought of what that beeping meant. And mm-hmm. then I could just clean it up because there's no shame in it. Everybody has them. I don't feel like, I don't like the idea that people feel stupid that they can't ask these kind of questions. I don't ever feel stupid for not knowing something that I have never been informed about. And yeah. how are we ever going to get the information if we don't ask the questions? And I have no problem putting my hand up and going, I'm an idiot. Can you <laughs> slow it down and talk to me like a four-year-old? Because I, that's where I'm at in, and, in this process. <laughs> and look at you, you you picked up slack so quickly. <laughs> yeah, see, see, I'm on there and everything. <laughs> wait till wait till I teach you how to thread conversations. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> exactly. I will I will teach you after this class. This okay. this uh, yeshiva class. <laughs> um, I know we missed a bunch of stuff, but I think this. Um, I like the idea of Sarah Benowitz. Obviously, I like yeah. how she asks about Yom Kippur, and he's like, "Oh, it's still a while away." <laughs> um, you know, it's and, and I, I wrote in big letters, "It's too early for my." <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Um, but I, I, we can blame that on the writers, though, right? Mm, a little bit, but I think Peter Jacobson should have known. Could have spoke up yeah, and said, could, "Yeah, we should probably say this instead of that." Yeah. Or maybe it was a timing thing. Maybe Marie sounded sounded a lot better. Or maybe he was doing it on purpose so the Jews could complain. <laughs> maybe they were supposed to make it look dark outside. We, I mean, maybe they dropped the ball in editing. Who that's knows? a really good point, actually. Who but, knows? But that's funny. Do you remember how I was saying that last week? The editor was potato lover. Uh, the Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was wrong, but he is on this episode. So yes, let's oh. blame you. <laughs> 
<laughs> and now I get to put him on the credits and hopefully he'll listen to that part. Well, it's funny because, I mean, a lot of, like, you don't realize, but they'll shoot a scene at noon and then they'll edit it to make it look like it's midnight. That was like you know, all of can, season four. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you never, you yeah. The actors themselves, you know, he might not have known to speak up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very possible. Let's go into sneak peeks because I think the only thing that was worth really bringing up was... Uh, do I don't I, think I saw this. I didn't see a sneak peek for next week. Well, that's good. <gasps> see, again, questions that need asking that only you can ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the only thing I did want to bring up before the end, because it was at the end, is that um, Dwight is no joke. He kind of, he knows he's... He's kind of been around the saviors enough, long enough to know when somebody's playing. Um, mm-hmm. And Dwight thinks Logan is distracting them. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know what's going on. Um, but I like how I wrote. Withdrawing them away. Yeah. How, I, what, yeah. With what he I did, literally yeah. wrote Dwight's asshole chased them, <laughs> chased them out of the way. So <laughs> Logan and Doris, I remembered her name now. Doris. Doris could get to the oil fields. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of, I, were you kind of like upset? I mean, I kind of, I wasn't expecting it because I kind of was expecting this dude, Roly, to kind of, I don't know, go away from the show or be a good guy i expected him to make a good turn i did yeah. and, and i'm and i'm still counting on it i'm not i'm not counting him out just yet i think something might happen before the end of the season and i mean just the fact that he's here and dwight gave him another chance i i do i'm gonna hold out hope that uh dwight's asshole will make a turn for the good <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old no <laughs> we're never gonna let it go unless no. he dies then we'll have to oh dwight's dwight's asshole died dwight's asshole's <laughs> last end <laughs> his last peep yeah I, I mean i'm definitely prepared to be wrong which i am a lot of times but yeah I, i'm gonna i just i i don't think they do things not on like, the, everything they do is on purpose yeah. and the fact that dwight had this scene with him and you know got to him maybe maybe not it i think that's really gonna come, wrong it, it could go really <laughs> really wrong and maybe something bad will happen and then dwight will blame himself for the bad thing because he who knows it could go a lot of different ways but i'm gonna hope that dwight's asshole helps us out i think he's gonna make a turnaround (laughs) Uh, we turn into toddlers after midnight i think that's that's what happens we're not it's not after midnight yet but yeah um close enough (laughs) sneak peeks next week uh and logan is right about where the oil fields are so there are certain certain questions are, are answered finally about Wendell and where the kids and all and Luciana they're all at the the quarry which is where where they're actually where the actual um, oh. refineries are yeah okay okay where they're pumping the oil um, Dwight's asshole gets jumped by Sarah and Dwight how does that work I don't know physically. <laughs> <laughs> And the quote is, uh, "Some fellas do anything to avoid for asking asking for directions." And so they they pop out of these little um, those little horizontal ice boxes, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, in the middle of the road. Yeah. And they, and they kind of uh, <laughs> uh, Shanghai or ambush uh, Dwight and his men, or no, uh, Rolly and his Dwight's and asshole. Then, right, Dwight's asshole. <laughs> How does he nice. do that? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so Doris is actually pointing uh, uh, gun- all the guns at Logan, like really Ooh. frustrated. Uh, she said, you would, you said this would be a ticket to the promised land, you know, and the kids are there and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And this is while the oil fields are on fire. So something's going on here. Oh, it's burning. Walkers are stumbling into the quarry and the oil fields oh. are in the quarry, which is the kind of this joke that Logan is saying, oh, that Clayton always had a sense of humor, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, mm-hmm. like getting oil from the rocks. 
um, <laughs> like getting blood from a stone. Right. Uh, okay. The rabbi's the rabbi's putting a couple more walkers down, so he's kind of active in this episode. Good. We get to see him a little bit more. I think Tess he's too. Earning his keep. Yeah. Exactly. Good. Good. Um, Sarah, there's like these little juxtaposed scenes where like Sarah, we help people, and then Logan survive. This is survival of the fittest. So there's these two diametrically yeah. almost opposed, which they don't have to be mutually exclusive, but right. So know. did you did you say earlier that uh, you said Doris had a gun on Logan and she yeah. said this was supposed to be our ticket to the promised land? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Because we opening... talked about that last week too. About yes. The, the oil. The the oil being the ticket into the Commonwealth. Yeah, because the way he phrased it. Yeah, I was yeah. amused. I yeah. was very amused with like <laughs> the way he put. Um, <laughs> Uh, we uh, we got a ticket to the promised land. They like they show a synagogue. <laughs> I just love that <laughs> yeah. idea. Um, but um, yeah, but that that was the linchpin. Like when I saw the sneak peeks and what he said specifically, mm-hmm. like all those pieces just fit for me. There's no way this has nothing to do with the Commonwealth, in my opinion. Some people say it's a barter system. Like oh, he's made a deal with a person in there. It's like I'll get you all the all, all the oil you need. I just need control. And then the yeah. Commonwealth is in business, baby. They, they can they don't have to be vulnerable anymore Mm -hmm. i say i say it's literally just i think he knows about them and i think that he needs he's trying to crash the party this is basically isabel's morning coming to life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't think he made a deal with someone i think he's doing this in hopes that if he shows up with something that they need they'll let him i don't i think he's going to show up to the commonwealth hoping and and praying that they're going to let him in because he has something they need so like a mixture of those two things like eh, Mm -hmm. kind of a barter but also kind of like i'm getting in here i'm in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. look what like, i have for you give me sanctuary yeah I, I, he might be you know if you took like stock of of uh, logan i it's not in outside the realm of possibility that they would take him he's kind mm-hmm. of ruthless or he's making himself be ruthless mm-hmm. i see a lot of wes in logan though i know i mentioned this last week i kind of it bears repeating though or, oh. or, who, or who we know as wes really yeah i get, see i guess i don't really i don't feel like i know enough about wes to to draw that comparison well by that I mean in in the sense where I feel like Wes is trying really really hard to stunt and to not care and he says as much a little bit too oh yeah yeah because then he gets pissed off about that Alicia made him care right yeah that comment Mm -hmm. yeah I think Logan's the same way I think Logan has just had more years (laughs) I I think you nailed it on the head when you compared Logan to Gavin he's just like yeah like midway between Gavin come on yeah like come on can we just do this already uh, Uh, who was it Gregory Gregory oh see I don't see any Gregory in him I mean Logan has, more, Logan has a spine. There's <laughs> a little bit more charm. Well, there's one thing about Gregory that he had was the ability to talk and to kind of oh, wheedle sure. away. And, yeah, that silver tongue. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then it, but then like that middle management kind of attitude, like, eh, I don't want to have to do this, but I'm going to have to. Um, <laughs> right. I'm Matt Frewer. Hmm. Uh, so <laughs> there's a little bit of that going on. But I think like, I think yeah. just, it's just that like Logan has more miles on the odometer, yeah. which, you know, it's easy for him to like not care. Whereas Wes yeah. is still young, like very young. You know, Wes so. should care because he's so young. <laughs> like he, he should, you know, be feeling like you know there should be more to life than this. How do I find life again? Blah 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 blah. It's a testosterone. <laughs> it's yeah. testosterone. <laughs> get to get in the way. I don't know why I'm talking Italian or like an Italian accent. <laughs> It's testosterone. Anyway, Italians so. drip testosterone. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We know. We know about the testosterone. 
Um, <laughs> oh, so there's another Flash. Uh, the Highwayman. What? Oh, oh, girl Colby. Yeah, girl, girl Colby. Yeah. But do you think this, I, I really have this weird feeling that maybe this is like the, their birth or something. Like that maybe they came oh, from Texas. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe, like, yeah. Maybe people enjoyed their story, you know? Yeah. I and don't know. It, we don't know what they're calling themselves right now either. Mm-hmm. Do we? I mean, mm-hmm. was, that wasn't in the clip, right? <laughs> no. I didn't no. see the clip. So we, just, okay, they, we didn't get in. There were silhouettes in the background, like on gotcha. horseback. That, that's it. That's it. It's all very we got. high. Yeah. A very highwayman feel, though. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with and again, the tech- drawing, drawing parallels. Chris yeah. is going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on what we see, you never know. You never know. Yeah. And we still don't really have like a big bad, a big bad for this season. Like there's not one bad person. There's yeah. bad situations. That's something I kind of wanted to bring up, too, because it's kind of like I do want to reiterate that why doesn't Logan just kill? He's not killing. I don't think it's because I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think I think he needs help. Like we we set up all these people in every single episode to, for us to get used to the idea that that we're just here to help. Mm-hmm. I think Logan's in a situation. I think he's being I think he's talked up too good a game and he got he's he got himself stuck in a situation that he okay. can't get out of. Doesn't want to ask for help. I don't think he thinks he needs the help just yet. <laughs> I think oh, okay. When, okay. when the guns start pointing at him. <laughs> And he's like, oh shit. And the question really is, is do you think the group is going to help him? And I'm, I feel like they fucked up the first time by not asking, at least just asking him the first time, like we can give you the gas too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that Dwight said to Morgan said, like, you know, you, we refused something that he needed. Isn't, I thought that's what we were all about. Right. Um, that was in the mall episode. Like, so we're, we're going to have to broach this point again, maybe in the next episode, maybe in the episode before that or after that. But like, it's clear Logan probably doesn't maybe doesn't deserve the help but you know yeah. I think well, he hasn't if killed anybody yet <laughs> if they're being real you know yeah exactly he hasn't killed anybody yet either yeah yeah and I'm kind of surprised that the rest of the group kind of agreed to that you know the rest of those people so right well was know. it Morgan was it Morgan or Sarah who who offered who offered him the gas said just tell us what you need we'll give it to you yeah, whatever you need yeah whatever you need we'll give it to you and he was like nah I want the whole thing I want all of it <laughs> Don't well, care how I want it now. Right? <laughs> I <laughs> want <much>. it now. <laughs> Which also made me think like whatever Logan's ulterior motive is here is is a big deal. Like, well, you yeah. keep saying, you know, this is bigger than you. It's bigger than bigger than us. Whatever, it's so you know. big that like, but and that's what that's what kills me is like, if it's that big, why wouldn't you kill? Right? Like, get him out of the way, yeah. get to the oil fields and we're done. Like maybe, maybe yeah. now that he's found them that that's lifted maybe right because if they if you kill enough people they people just shut up they just they'll shut down and try to run away sure but if you keep them alive long enough and they're kind of in the same area you can, can interrogate them later mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah oh there is one more let me see yeah there is one more little factoid is so do you remember at the beginning of the season let's go back to to episode one what, what was one of the coolest walker distracting devices uh the bird the bird box <laughs> and what do they use to power the pumps uh um, little tiny bird boxes like four oh, of them oh the uh yeah. the 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 merry-go-round yeah exactly yeah 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 you use the merry-go-round metaphor and then you have the walk all four walkers chasing after the little bird boxes and they're just, uh-huh. they're just pumping the crude oil from the ground <laughs> yeah perpetual motion machine folks we solved clean genius. energy yep with it's dirty really smart. dirty dead people <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a it's a great idea though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I just I love that idea. It just it's just funny. It's just funny. We solved mm-hmm. we solved the crisis. And well, practical, yeah. In, in the way only dead people can do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that says it all. <laughs> yeah, five, five o'clock's gonna come real fast. <laughs> Ooh, girl, Colby. <laughs> girl, Colby. I'm excited oh, for girl, Colby. Yeah, and speaking of smushy walkers, the walker right in the beginning, the, uh, right after the Kessner and Charlie scene, you mm-hmm. see the next frame is when the convoy sets up and they're oh. really efficient. So they, they run over that one <laughs> yeah. walker like a billion yes. times until nothing is left. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, we're, we're just getting a lot of this stuff near the beginning of these episodes, and it's just it brings a just brings a smile to my face. Uh huh. Every single I really time. liked it, and he got very very flat, and I'm like, yep, yep, yep that's exactly yep, this, what would happen. This, mm-hmm. this is what it means <laughs> to be American. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then, I, and, then I, and then I blew fireworks in my backyard. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, America. <laughs> and drinking um, burr. I, I did like that uh, that bayonet that he had. I didn't notice it was a bayonet until like later on. But cool, good on you, Rabbi. All right. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a great weapon. Just in little cute things like like Sarah when the convoy's there, she throws down a welcome mat from the truck. Like, yes, from, from oh sweet home. God. I totally forgot about that, but it was awesome. Oh, I. I laughed so hard. My husband was in the kitchen. He came running back out here. He's like, what, what, what? <laughs> and you're like, it's not uh, even a big deal. But like, no, <laughs> it's just how cool Sarah is. Yeah, it was great. Home sweet home. I loved it. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's turning out. She's shaping up to be like this Jewish uh, female lady Abraham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like in like a way yeah. more dimensional way, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be bold and say this, but I think she's more Abraham than Abraham. You know? What? I don't know. In a way, no. Like Abraham, Abraham's whole thing was was you know military and yeah. she was military and too. That, that's, was she? She was in the Marines. She okay, but she's not. She's not like she's not hard like I would expect a Marine to be. Uh, no, no, because she she left because of some shit. Yeah, sure, sure. But but there's that. But she her one liners just so funny. Like oh, absolutely. Abraham's was like all about dingleberries and nuts and you know. Where's Deanna? Who's Deanna? Who's Deanna? <laughs> But like Sarah's is like they're funny, they're genuine, like funny sounding. Yeah. I mean, it, look, it's I, like I said, it's a bold statement. But like, if you kind of add the numbers I, up, I don't know. I I, I don't know that I would put there. one. I don't know that I would put one above the other. I think I think the necessity for their one-liners are e- equal playing field. Hey, we said parallels. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. And really, couldn't you really do that with? I mean, if you try hard enough, you could draw parallels from anything. I'm sitting here, you know, that 70 yeah. shows on TV right now. If I tried hard enough, I could tell you who every character on this show is related to Fear the Walking Dead and why. And I, I just, I feel like if you if you try hard enough, you you can make those parallels appear. And well, there's a reason for that too. Like a lot of what makes a good story is that the characters are archetypes. They mm-hmm. they symbolize a greater narrative. Yeah. Like, you know, so if, a tr- if, if you weren't able to draw those parallels, it probably isn't a good story to begin with. Meaning like, mm-hmm you get lost in what the nuances about the character rather than what they represent or, you know, all the different things that they represent. So, sure. which is why we can often draw parallels from a character for even one story to a completely different one. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm even bringing this up is that like Jess, Jess and I, uh, Jessica T. Cause and I had this conversation about like, you know, what it means to be Jewish and being represented in like, in like a story in a narrative. And I, I gave a kind of confusing answer. It was kind of more like, 
I mean, there's a lot of talk about these days about like representation in Hollywood and, and in television and what that means. And I often think about this and it's like, I don't think, and it's because of archetypes that I don't really care about representation. I never really cared about representation. Um, um, and don't worry, I'll eat, my, I'll eat my words in a second. <laughs> but I never really cared about it at all. And I still don't really because characters represent archetypes. They, that transcend culture. You know, they mm-hmm. represent good and evil and confusion and innocence and, and mean-spiritedness and greed. And these are all things that transcend culture, transcend all these things. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I never really cared about like representation. However, <laughs> as you all, all of you hosts witnessed me flipping out about the first few minutes, watching the first five minutes of this episode, there was a sense of like, this is really cool. Like yeah. there's a narrative that I instantly connect with because I know the back. Background. I know what he's doing. I know that whole ceremony for post the post Sabbath blessing, uh, and and he's doing it exactly like that's the one thing that they nailed down almost tightly. You know that 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 scene was just so done so well because it accurately reflected what is what Jews do after Sabbath. You know sure. that, those blessings. Mm-hmm. So and like I'm not even like an Ashkenazi Jew. Like that's that's like the Eastern <laughs> European Jews. Like I'm a Sephardic Jew. I'm like Middle Eastern or Spanish you know, of descent. So it's not even like done the same way that we have way more blessings, but it's the idea yeah. and I'm familiar with it too. Sure. But, there's but you, didn't, that, you, you didn't know you were missing it until it happened. Yeah. And then, and then it happened and you're like, wow, this is, this is how good people feel <laughs> when yeah. they're represented on a show. Yeah. And, and like I said, like I, I will take it a few steps back. I was like, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary. Oh, necessary. No, yeah, I, don't I don't think, think it's so. required. I no. think it would be nice. Mm-hmm. Like, but, and that's really how it felt. It felt really nice it felt really yeah. really nice i you know what i mean like it feels good i mean i, I yeah. don't and that's the thing like it really does kind of go back to what we do and why we do it like we love the show it's yeah. just when you when you add these things i love it even more or at least love this episode because i can instantly i'm instantly familiar with it it's like watching yeah. your cousin doing acting like <laughs> yeah you feel I hate more my connected cousin, to but it i see now. him on the screen <laughs> like, you know yeah. you just yeah. feel more connected yeah, yeah yeah i never really thought about representation until other people started talking about it and then i you know i I, I never even thought about it, and then and then I did because people started talking about it, and I'm yeah. like, I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't even know. Not- I don't even know who could represent. I mean, that's probably why I relate mostly to Carol because she's a mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that's what a lot of like women, and I think a lot of there's a lot of single mothers who probably really get where she's coming from. Single mothers who've lost children, single mothers mm-hmm. who've had miscarriages, married couples that have miscarriages, um, married yeah. couples that lose a child. It's there's, I mean, yeah, or even there, to have a child and think about what you would do and how you would feel in that situation. Oh yeah, and, and I mean that I constantly think about my son. <laughs> look at what it's done for veterans, like too. Like you're talking about people mm-hmm. who've been through some traumas and they see. Yeah. Themselves in these characters, absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, like, it, there is something to be said about certain, narr- certain, certain representations, ideas, or representations, representations that should be probably should de- it should definitely have been done sooner and better than the way. Because I, I think that's that's part of it is is the idea of it's not only about res- representation, but it's about accurate representation. Because I think I think both Jews yeah. and blacks have had it rough. Um, I mean, more blacks than Jews because Jews have just like okay, you just you fumble a prayer here that doesn't even sound like Hebrew there. 
uh, that's not a real thing or like, you know, like, like that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Jews kind of prefer that because Jews, and, I, and I've said this before, like classically Jews have preferred to be in the dark about like their religion. There's, there's a sense of like, okay, the more, the less people know what we actually do, the better. Cause we don't want people to know our business. Like we're very private yeah. people. Like I, we would rather people don't Humble. even know we exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how they get you, you know, that's how they get you. <laughs> like when they know, yeah. um, especially. Well, I think that's a big part of religion in general too is you know as you know the way i was raised and grew up anyway is you you don't shove it in people's faces yeah you got questions you got questions i'm here to answer but i'm not nobody we're not trying to shove anything down your throats i'm just i'm gonna be over here you know that's it and (laughs) that kind of dovetails exactly with what walani just said she said people learn more that way like i did tonight like it's not it's just there you know it's not it's not hey be jewish Right. Which is what right. Jews don't like to do anyway. It's just We're a, not... a glimpse into what, what goes on and what's important, I think. Yeah, I think there's like some, some sort of narratives do did need to be propagated, you know? I, I think they needed mm-hmm. to be done correctly. I think, I, I do think, I, I don't think it's A, I, but I still don't think it's, you know, like necessary. I think it, I think certain things do need to happen so that people see things the way they more or less generally are. And that's, mm-hmm. that's important. Like, I think we got more than what most people generally get, which is more than I ever expected which yeah. is why I had the reaction that I had. And that's 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 the thing. It was disproportionately yeah. in the more accurate realm of things than the or the more yeah, on the in the more accurate realm of things, like more specific. That's what I that's a better word, yeah. specific realm of things. And how accurate it was in that specificity, that's what got me a little excited because it was kind of like, wow, this is the, the, they took some notes. They took mm-hmm. some goddamn notes. And that was really just I was impressed. I was very impressed with it. Even yeah. even though they got a couple of big things wrong. Like I <laughs> I didn't care because it did, and it's not even the representation It's the idea that this is an archetype. This is a character that this person is playing and they're trying to play this off so that it, there's a connection. You know, there's a, it gets the audience to have a connection with, and that's the most important thing that the audience connects with the character in whatever yeah. they are trying to represent, what they're trying to say and what they're trying to hide and who they're mm-hmm. trying to be. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, I think the most important part, you know, I agree. I agree. I get, I get extra excited when things are, are very authentic like that too. Not yeah. just really, religion but anything anytime there's a scene that is extremely authentic and detailed i get really really excited because that means someone did their job <laughs> i like that yeah yeah and, and you know what the word that you use authentic is way is mutually exclusive from accurate right because authentic there's you can make mistakes you know sure the idea of authenticity is that he's faithful to the character he's faithful to what he's trying to do you know it doesn't have to be perfect <laughs> You know, but like the <laughs> fact that they're trying to go and stick with this idea of a person, like even like it goes back to Father Gabriel too. Like yeah. he didn't, he was not perfect, but like the idea of, you know, this is a man who's scared, who is confronted with his faith, who's trying to reconcile what the world has become mm-hmm. with what his faith offers, And he gets locked up, you know, he gets locked up up here. And that's what always kind of intrigued me about Father Gabriel. Like I was not necessarily sympathetic, but I, I really tried tried to step into his shoes and say, what would I have done if I was this person? And so in that, he was authentic. I don't think you would have locked the doors on your parishioners. If they were alive, I think they were alive. alive. Oh, see, I don't think you know what's going on, though. Like, as a well, person. Well, when you hear people screaming, help us, help us, let us in, you know they're alive. 
Yeah. <laughs> Zombies don't talk. What if they're saying, I'm a second dick father. Come on, let me in. Like, <laughs> like he's like, oh, no, well, no, no. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, yeah, don't proposition your, your priest. <laughs> what if, that's, what if, what if it's, that's what it sounded like? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if that was like what he was witness to? Like the world, not only like pe- the dead rising, but like oh. then people like acting like Satan's minions. Like <laughs> depraved people. Because just I guarantee doing, you that's, oh. that's part of it too. Like I guarantee okay. you that's what turned him off because it's like the what the rabbi was saying and this is what must have happened to Gabriel now so I'm thinking like like he was already seeing what people are starting to do like the way they were starting to act like you know like okay. the Negan started coming out of the woodwork sure like, sure seeing people and how they act yeah and what they have to do to survive and stuff like that so yeah. I mean that's that's why I always kind of had some sort of sympathy for like Father Gabriel like we never respected the Alexandrians for like like I have I okay let's put the let's put them on a chart like because I respect <laughs> Father Gabriel more than I did the original Alexandrians like the original Alexandrians lived somehow unscathed sheltered basically and, and ignorant was the yeah, thing like willfully ignorant, ignorant. No, like there's, there's I, being ignorant but then there's being willfully ignorant like I don't want to know what's going on I, I, I could respect Gabriel more if he were not um, a priest if he didn't do what he did if he did what he did and he wasn't a priest That's I would point. think I would think very differently of him I would I yeah. would but a per- but a person in his position I think we kind of covered this earlier too how how these clergymen are, are set higher above they are expected to be have higher morals than we are right. and I think Gabriel dropped the ball on that I right. mean so I mean that's why I just I I was not on team Gabriel from day one and I'm right. still just in for me he hasn't he has not had a redemption with me yeah well I think for me all that told me was like it's kind of like what the rock says it doesn't matter who you are <laughs> like that's the thing like the apocalypse doesn't care who you are no but Gabriel you, you will did. Be tested. He, he was very adamant I mean he still wears the co- he wore the collar forever I'm sorry I feel like when he locked the doors he lost that right you're not a priest anymore you're not <laughs> father Gabriel you're just Gabriel he now. even said that by the way what yeah, he he came to that moment too where like he where said he doesn't deserve to be this like, but he, he still wore it way early on <laughs> No, because he found a way. He found a way to kind of do that. By stabbing our group in the back and ratting them out to Deanna? <laughs> Who's Deanna? <laughs> Who's Deanna? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that got his got him a little respect. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I no, I think Gabe's out for himself, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, well, by the way, uh, well, Lonnie was like saying, like, I think Gabriel's already in trouble with his parishioners before it hit the fan. Oh, you know okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. Maybe, um, maybe. Who knows? Uh, that yeah. would be an, that would be a very interesting backstory to know to know the truth of I, yeah. I, I, people's opinions of Gabriel would probably change some for the good some not maybe not I don't know but it would that would be a really I would like to know the truth of that backstory. Yeah, I, I do kind of want to go back to his story again, kind of watch it take form because I didn't like a lot of the things that he did. But then I, there were things that really like ate, like just jumped him up many levels in my book later on. Like when he took Tamiel by surprise and he tried to redeem the group. He tried to he really tried his best to kind of fight his way into being a part of the group too. And there there are certain things that happened in later seasons, like even season nine, like that really yeah. changed my mind about him. See and I. I don't know my feelings were too little too late 
Bitch. Like this is what it took. Okay, <laughs> we know where you stand. Use use be a bitch forever. Yeah. Kinda, kinda. <laughs> I'm like Rosita. What the hell do you see in this dude? For real? Yeah. <laughs> what? Maybe that's, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's this flawed character that is still trying to claw his way into people's good I mean, graces. I take ten Eugenes over a Gabriel. <laughs> Whoa, that's ten normal dudes. <laughs> yeah. And like, every one of us. <laughs> ten normal, awesome dudes who are extremely smart over. What? I just, I don't even, I can't, I mean, you know, Aaron's strong. Uh, Eugene is smart. Sadiq is a doctor. What the hell is Gabriel? Well, what Aaron, does he do? That's the thing about Aaron. Like, Aaron wasn't originally strong. No, <laughs> that's, he, that's what's no, interesting about his character. He had other, he had, he had other good qualities in the beginning, and then he became strong physically. I, th- I think this is going to be Gabriel's season. I thought last year was going to be a little bit, but I didn't really get too much of it. But I think this year will be Gabriel's season. Well, they're starting him off with some cute one-liners, so we'll see it goes from there. Yeah. I think it has to be because I think they. I think I think the the audience knows or sorry i think the writers know that eh, again we could have done a little bit more with him yeah done, I, the, I mean i, I think, think the, they did yeah. i think they tried and which is why i picked up and i said eh, i'm okay with him i think he's good eh, I, I just he's i don't know he's invisible to me i'm like oh yeah he's on the show if they killed him <laughs> off i'd be like oh okay yeah no and that's look all of this is all valid everything you're saying <laughs> is valid i just i just hope Look, I know you better, and I know that if there is, like, your critique signals something that is lacking in the writing enough to kind of make you think twice about him. And that's, that's I, the main yeah. thing. Yeah, if they and did wh- something with him, I'd change I would my feel mind. differently. Maybe. I would. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yep. I think everybody can, can be redeemed, but I guess it's up to the writers whether or not they get redemption. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to call this a night. Uh, what I'd like you to do after this, hopefully, if you would do me the honor, is give this thing a like. Um, leave a comment if you have any more questions. I, I think there are tons of questions in this episode that I'm happy as a Jew, as a TWD uh, podcaster. I'm happy, happy, happy to answer. Um, I learned in yeshiva. I lived in. I learned in modern Orthodox yeshiva until 12th grade. So I, I do know quite a bit about some things. I have to go to school about so, some others. But other than that, I am happy to answer any questions. Um, leave a like. Leave uh, and if you so, don't waste your time rating us in the in iTunes and Stitcher unless you're going to be entering in the giveaway because you'll get points for doing that. So do leave a like on on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, and then you copy and paste what you wrote in your entry and wait 36 hours, 48 hours, and then I can see it confirm, and then I'll give you the points. Because those are a lot of points. It's like five points. Um, so, and this is all to get that cameo.com shout out from a TWD or Fear TWD cast member. So join today. Squawkingdead.com. Hit the merch store up. It's squawkingdead.com. Main menu merch. And uh, New York Comic Con will be there on October 3rd. That's a Thursday, the Thursday night of New York Comic Con. Walker Stalker Atlanta. We will be there. We will have a table I'll, I'll give you all the deets on what we're trying to do, but we're going to have some free shit. Just come over. This will be your, like your safe space. Like you'd be your space, put down your stuff <laughs> and then not have to talk to anybody and we'll love you forever and just be there. You're fine. <laughs> um, other than that, I love you guys. It's Mazel. Welcome back. I missed you so much. Milani, I'm, it's not an episode without you. Um, and, and Tom, I know you're not there, but I appreciate you and I love you so much. And thank you for always joining us. Tom's always there. <laughs> uh, we'll try to do Sunday night. I, I have a feeling that we will not be able to do Sunday night, but I will let you know. Okay. In the meantime, until the next episode. Thank you, Rachel. Bye. Bye, you guys. <laughs>